With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You are live. You are on the RF Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, RF. Uh, we'll be later joined by my co-host, Royce. But I want to welcome everyone to the program. For those of you that are just not tuning in, we do this every Tuesday and Thursday from 9 to 11, same times, same channel. Uh, but we basically cover everything in sports from the hot topics, sports opinions, scores, highlights, you name it. We talk about it, NFL, baseball, uh, everything, everything under the sun. And if you guys are new, uh, Tuesdays are a jam-packed show. We get into a lot of review about the NFL, college football, and, of course, my Cowboys. we got to talk about them. Yeah, no, I'm feeling really good this week. Uh, so without further ado, let's bring on my co-host real quick because I know he has a lot to say with a Cowboy win this week, like I told him we were going to do. And, uh, Royce, uh, now you tell me, are you having a good week like I am? Hello, Ryan. How you doing tonight? I feel so weak. Had some bad picks this week. But congratulations on the Cowboy, a much-needed win. And uh, it was a do-or-die for the Cowboys and uh, – Surprisingly, uh, I'm surprised they pulled it through. Well, it takes a lot. of It takes a big man, a, a real man, to come on the show and start off like that. Because, you know, you've talked bad about my, my Cowboys for the last few weeks of the show since we started the show. And we do have our first W, ladies and gentlemen. We did win a game. Uh, we didn't go 0-3 going to the bye week. We got 1-2 and with a very impressive win. But we'll definitely get into a lot of that uh, coming up here. Uh, within the uh, within the two hours of the show, so tell me, Russ, how, how's your night been going? How's your sports weekend? Well, Ronnie, you know how we do the week uh, weekly pick. I didn't do so good. I think I was mainly eight and eight. I picked a couple of upsets that didn't happen. There's a lot of close games this weekend. Of course, you know my Saints lost and the dramatic overtime. That was kind of disappointing. But all in all, it was pretty. I don't know if it's an interesting weekend for sports. And it's interesting that you pull up picks. Now, I'm already having a good week about the Cowboys winning, uh, being a good Texans team. But you bring up these picks, and we made picks last Thursday. Matter of fact, it was me, uh, you, and Rick. Rick joined us on the show, which he might join us later on as well. And we all made picks. And I'm, uh, I'm also ecstatic to say that if you guys are not listening to our Thursday show, you need to tune in. You need to have pen and paper. You need to listen to my picks. I went 14-2. and two. That's right, 14-2 and two of my picks from last week. The week before, I was 10-6. and six. I mean, I don't understand. Maybe I should start selling my picks, Royce. I think that's what we need to do. But if you got well, you know, right now, Thursday show. got kind of lucky. Well, you know, hey, you hey, hey lucky. I, I, I read the reports. I go with my gut feeling a lot of the time. And I'm just proud to say I'm 14 to 2. I'm sorry. I got to pat myself on the back by that. I'm having a good week. I don't know if I'm having as good a week as Roy Williams, but I'm having a hell of a week right about now. So I'm feeling really, yeah, really right. good right now. Okay, you got lucky, but it's it's still early in the game. Things will change. So 
let me finish out my week real quick on top of the fact that I went 14-2, and two, okay, on top of the fact that my Cowboys won. I'm number one in my fantasy league right now. You heard me. I'm number one in my fantasy league. Got a 2 and one record. We put out another win this week, so I'm sorry, but I'm having a great day. I'm having a great weekend, and I got to pat myself on the back because easily next week I might be sitting over here sulking, so That's I got to right. feel good about be, myself today. So You could be 4-12 and 12 next week. You're right. You're right. Especially if <laughs> you put well, yeah, you're exactly right about that. Well, let's start off. Well, one, uh, one, we, one, one good thing about it, the Cowboys will win come Sunday. I know they all. So whoever they play, they'll win. So. Yeah, that's a low jab. That's a low blow right there, okay. low blow right there. Right. But we're going to start off the show. We'll get to a, a little college football. Uh, that was a big story by Saturday. We're also going to get into a little Texas Rangers, uh, getting ready to go into the playoffs. We'll talk, of course, a lot of football. Uh, we got to touch on a couple of PGA things and a couple of show stuff as well, too. But a quick show note, if you guys don't know, you can follow us online. Uh, the website is blogtalkradio.com slash rfsports. You can reach us on Twitter. RF Sports Radio is the um, is the follow on Twitter. And we have a brand-new website. It's uh, rfsportsradio.blogspot.com. And on there you can guys can see some of the um, some of my picks, of course. Uh, but we also put up some video footage from the NFL weekend. Uh, you guys can get a chance to check out some Michael Vick highlights um, on the website right now. And, of course, for those that are listening that haven't called in, the call-in number again, and let me make sure I give that to you guys, is 323-927-2906. That's 323-927-2906. Let's talk a little college football real quick because we had some upsets over the weekend. Uh, mainly, uh, Texas falls to UCLA, a machine that was supposed to beat. And I don't know what happened in this game. I saw a couple of the end of the uh, end of the game, but this turned out to be an actual upset for real. Uh, basically, UCLA passed the ball all over Texas. I don't know what happened to the Texas defense. I know the defense looked good. I was real suspect on the quarterback last week, but it looks like they didn't come to play. And now, Royce, you think this right. is a real big upset right here? Or you think this is just a uh, they'll bounce back when they play Oklahoma next week? I, I think Texas was a little bit overconfident. UCLA came in with a game plan, and this is uh they hadn't stunned them this bad since 1997, Ronnie. So it was a very big upset for Texas. No, I think it was a reality check. Yeah, I think so too. I think they were looking forward to coming to the uh, State Fair next week, playing Oklahoma, the Red River Shootout. Yeah. I think they got real big-headed about that and really lost track of this UCLA team. And the UCLA team, I have to give them a lot of credit. They came out poised. They went into Austin and really did their job and put out a win. I, I love my Texas teams, but I'm not partial to one particular college team. I just like to see a good game in college football. And I thought they really came out and did their thing this time. So hats off to uh, UCLA. My Texas fans, you got a chance. Don't worry about it. We always play Oklahoma really hard, and they'll still be a good game. Right, red, red, Oklahoma. Red, red, red barely won themselves. So we'll get into a full review about that on Thursday's show. Now, when we were on Thursday, we were all watching the Miami-Pittsburgh game. Miami beat the crap out of Pittsburgh, 31-3. Um, a couple other top 25 teams. TCU ranked number four, uh, beat SMU in the Iron Skillet game. We talked about that Thursday. And the score for that was 41-24. to I mean, Royce, you think this game is going to turn into a rivalry one day? Man. Uh, 
I think so. Uh, right now, TCU is dominant. I think uh, it probably will be a long time, Robert, to come. TCU, keep up their program and uh, keep winning big. Uh, I'd like to see them in another bowl game this week. But right now, I was more impressed with Florida State uh, Saturday. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially the running back, I mean the quarterback, uh, the freshman yeah. quarterback they had, yeah. scored six yeah. touchdowns back in the 1907, 1907 uh, Heisman Trophy record. Wow. Uh, really and actually Florida in, State yeah. won that game 31 to zip. So the defense oh, yeah. had their own in that game too. Um, a couple of other top 25 games, you had number 18, Iowa, blank ball state, 45 to zero. That was another blowout. Uh, you had number 21, Michigan. They keep rolling. Uh, they won 65-21 to over Bowling Green. Michigan State, number 25 team, beat North, North Colorado 45-7. to But the biggest blowout that I saw this week was Wisconsin against Austin P and won 70-3. Oh, Is yeah, that, right? that was a uh, – Is that yeah, right? Yeah, it sounded like a basketball score. You're absolutely correct. Seventy to three. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if when it's seventy to three, I don't know. I'm like you. I mean, I know you say this all the time, but you got to you got to punch somebody at seventy to three. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Seventy to three. I I I, I go out the game when nobody beat me that bad. I either go out hurt or I hurt somebody. You know, in the world, like it's, it's like Kobe scoring a hundred points on you. I can't let that happen. But I'm too competitive. <laughs> yeah, you know how you feel I can't about let that, that happen. Right. Yeah, we know how you feel about that. Uh, number 20, USC. Mm-hmm. There was also another 73 score. Ohio State beat East Michigan 70, 73 to 20. I know, I know. Ohio State so looks real good. They're still ranked number oh, two, yeah. and they're still putting on points. So you got to put up 73 points and 70 points against these teams to have oh, any yeah. kind of shot because, as you know, they don't rank style points, but there is a human element to the voting for the BCS. So you got to put in your best show, especially against teams like that. Yeah, Ohio State had a hell of a game, uh, definitely, against Eastern Michigan. And a couple of other top 25 teams. Um, um, USC actually won against Washington State 50-16. to um, You had uh, number 16, Stanford, beat Notre Dame 37-14. I think we thought that was going to happen. And number 23, Penn State, beats Temple. 22 to 13. And I like that Penn State quarterback. He's a rookie uh, freshman also this year too, and I like the what he's doing oh, yeah. out there. And the number eight team, Oklahoma. We know we're going to talk a lot about them on Thursday. They actually squeaked by Cincinnati, 31 to 29, in a close, close game. A Cincinnati team that really came to play. And we're going to talk a lot about Oklahoma and Texas, comparing the two teams for next week. But that's something to be said. You got Texas losing. Oklahoma kind of squeaks by a non-ranked team, so I think both of these teams are going to have something to prove uh, come uh, come next Saturday at the State Fair. Then you had number six, Nebraska, 17-3 over South Dakota State. I thought they put up more points than that. Number nine, Florida keeps rolling. They won 48-14 over Kentucky, and you heard a lot of people talking about Kentucky could sneak in there and get a win. Not going to happen. We're going to really see what this Florida team is made of next week when they go against Alabama. And some people are giving them a chance to beat that team, especially after Alabama had a close, oh, close game with back. Arkansas. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know if you saw this game, Royce, but Arkansas had them beat for I don't know how long. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought Arkansas was going to upset them. Uh, they could very well have won the game. But Alabama hung in there, though. 
Yeah. And Alabama's a <laughs> really good team. They deserve to be number one, I think. Yeah, sometimes you win pretty, sometimes you win ugly, but a win is a win. A win is a win. That's right. And one of the uh, ranked uh, games uh, from Saturday, number 17, Auburn, is South Carolina, the number 12 team. Auburn wins that game 35-27. to uh, Boise State against uh, the number 24 team, Oregon State. This is the last ranked team that they're going to play on their schedule. And they win 37-24, putting up 37 points on an Oregon State defense, which is a good showing for them. You had number 13, Utah, 56-3 over San Jose State. Number 15, LSU against number 22, West Virginia. Again, everybody thought it was going to be close, and it was. But LSU wins 20-14. to It's really hard to go into Baton Rouge and win, uh, especially against a team that doesn't visit that often like West Virginia. And then you had number 14, Arizona, uh, scored 10 points and squeaked by California 10-9. to Arizona team, I think, is being a little bit overhyped, but we'll see what happens later on in the season. And number five, Oregon, uh, beats Arizona State 42-31 to in a high-scoring game. Uh, another blowout we didn't mention too, Royce, was uh, Hawaii, 66, 66 points over Charleston Southern. Uh, they only had seven points. So you're seeing these last of the blowouts. We get into a lot of the conference games next Saturday, and we really see a lot of what these teams are made of right here. Now, do you have any early predictions, Royce, on the uh, UT-Oklahoma game? Uh, well, we're going to talk about that on Thursday. Well, you feel to mention right at the State Park Classic uh, between uh, Gremlin and Preview. Gremlin won 34 to 17. Also, another blowout was Utah San Jose State. They scored 56 mm-hmm. points. 56 yeah, points. yeah. So, yeah, uh, I mean, these blowouts, like I said, is good for the bowl, but, uh, you know, after about 50 points, I think it becomes more of a practice. You know, <laughs> you get to let everybody play and get a little game time. So uh, yeah. we've been seeing a lot of blowouts. Like I say these scores have really been high. But the Texas OU, that's a classic. Comes there every year, the Cotton Bowl. I'm a Dallas resident. I haven't had a chance to go a couple of times. Uh, it's become such a big deal. Uh, I'm looking for a very good game. It's always a good, close game. Each, no matter what these teams are ranked, it's always a hard-fought rivalry. It's a Red River rivalry. It's been going on for years. And uh, I think in the future it's probably going to end up at Cowboy Stadium, so I might get a chance to go this time and might not get to see this too many more times down the road. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be really, really nice. And, of course, uh, now that's the college football on a plate. We don't, we know, we, we definitely go to scores for that. We'll talk a lot about college football come Thursday, as Royce was saying. But another huge story, especially for all my Dallas-Fort Worth residents, has got to be the Texas Rangers. Oh, got yeah. Since the AL West. I mean, if we're going to have playoff playoff baseball during football season, I mean, it's October, we're going to have both baseball and football. I don't know how to act. The last time they did this was, what, 99? Oh, yeah. I don't know how to act at all. And then 98 and 96, and then we had this big, long 11-year drought. They finally made it back again. But each time they lost, right, it was to the Yankees. So this time I almost wish they were playing the Yankees instead of Tampa Bay. Uh, the Rays, boy, a real good team. The Rangers finally learned how to beat the Yankees. And I'd much rather see them play them than Tampa Bay. So I'm looking right. for a real good playoff series. I think it's going to be one hell of a game. And let's, and let's talk a little bit about the Rangers real quick. I mean, think about how this team started out. 
I mean, you had uh, spring training broke. Then you had a story about the manager, Ron Washington, and his uh, substance abuse issue. He had to come clean on that. Somebody tested positive for last season. So we had that going on in the mix. And the whole time when the season was going on, we didn't know who the owner of the team was going to be. Right. Uh, Major League right. Baseball was funding the payroll. Uh, we had uh, Chuck Greenberg and Nola Ryan's group. Everybody supported them like they were the owners for almost the right. entire season. And then they ended up in a court battle with none other than Mark Cuban. Uh, the yeah, whole time, we didn't find out who owned the team until about 1 a.m. that morning. I remember that vividly. So I think the Rangers have come a long way. This team has battled through everything, all the off-field stuff, the on-field stuff with the injuries. Uh, then they bring in a, um, a good guy like Cliff Lee, the best free agent out there at the time, the best free agent pitcher at the time. Uh, they still build on the team. They pull out these trades. And this team has been the story of baseball as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the amount of stuff that they've been through, the amount of stuff they put up with, I think they, they've been the story. I mean, can you, can you ever think of a team that's been through so much off the field and on uh, the field to actually make the playoffs for the first time in 11 years? Oh, no, my hat's off to the Rangers. Uh fight what this team has been through this year. And for all you Rangers fans that stuck with them all through all those years, you know, you, you, if you think about the amount of players that have came through the Rangers organization, you know, that went on and done great things, and, and we waited and waited and waited for this day to come, and finally it's here, you know, all the players that they traded away and all the players that came through this whole organization. And for them to be without a without an owner, and uh, overcome this is really big feat. I wish them the very best. I like to go home and see them World Series. It's long overdue. And uh, for all you Ranger fans that stuck with them, congratulations. Yeah, hats off. And, and I had tickets for this team uh, last season. I went to a lot of games. Yes, you did. <laughs> yeah, and I should have had tickets this season. Uh, but they, they, and I had tickets last season, so I got a chance to see a lot of the uh, players. I saw how they dealt as a team. I thought they were really going to do this last season, but I'm fine with them doing it this season. I just want to make sure I go to a game. And for those that live in the area or Ranger fans across the globe, uh, tickets go on sale this Saturday uh, for the playoffs, so you make sure you get those. Ticket price is a little bit higher than normally. But, hey, I mean, when are the Rangers going to be in the playoffs again? Right, so you might as well, right. take, you might as well take, take the time and go get the two tickets and uh, get a chance to go see the Rangers baseball in the playoffs. Another story, we talked about Thursday, Royce, I know you remember, about uh, Josh Hamilton. And, oh, yeah. Uh, there was a story it's that third. came it's out there. Right, uh, right, about his redemption, about his road back, battling substance abuse, things of that nature. So they actually clinched in Oakland, and uh, during the celebration, if you notice, uh, Josh wasn't there. Uh, he wasn't involved in the champagne, the beer, because he just he just knows himself, he knows he can't get involved in that. He stayed away, and some of these articles out here in Oakland newspapers ripped this guy for you know not being a part of celebration. But I think Josh knows what he's doing, don't you? Oh yeah, yeah. My my hats off to him. You know, uh, this is what you have to do riding in the state sober. You know, it's hard. All it takes is one drink, and you're back on the road again. Uh, uh, for him to do that is very big. I wish a whole lot of athletes would take that road and hold, hope a whole lot of kids would look up to him for doing that. And despite what the uh, Oakland newspaper said, uh, uh, my hat's off to him because it's a big man to do what he did and to walk away. 
and uh, there's plenty of time for celebrating down the line. Go ahead and get a championship, and uh, even then, uh, I'd like to see him walk away. But uh, you can't take away what he's done for this team this year. He's always supported him, and uh, so good luck. My hat's off to him. Yeah, no, I thought it was real classes for them to write those kind of articles. I mean, they know this guy's battling with this every, every day. And it is a serious situation, and my hat goes out to Josh for being a bigger man and rising above it. Um, and matter of fact, what people don't know is actually Josh left the locker room and went back out and spoke to the whole crowd uh, because it was faith day at the uh, ballpark that day. So he got a chance to go and dress the whole Oakland crowd, talked about his faith, uh, so that was like his biggest thing, and that was the whole reason for them having a chance to to do all that. So, so we definitely it definitely was a huge huge story for that. So we definitely give our hats off to Josh for making his way. And how about Ron Washington? I mean, that's a whole sign of redemption for him to be able to actually win the title in Oakland, a team that he actually was a coach at for so long. So hats off right. to Ron Washington as well too. So I, my hat's off to the Rangers all around the organization. Now, another story and, to talk about the and, Rangers. And thanks, thanks for sticking with Washington, too. I mean, a lot right, of people, right. that's the second year of a college for him to leave, you know, and uh, he actually they stuck with him and he turned his team around. So good job and good recognition long overdue for him, too. Yeah, I agree. So with I know that. we got some Ranger fans out there that want to talk about <laughs> this. I love oh, it. Yeah, I, know. I, know we, I know we got some Ranger fans out there. Well, if they, if they don't make the Rangers fans move, of course, you guys, uh, you might not know this, but they just announced a brand-new TV deal, and this is this has really got me on the edge of my seat. Uh, but they had been talking about doing their own network, and now I finally realized, Royce, why it was such a battle between them and Mark Cuban over this team. Because apparently this deal was done the day after uh, Greenberg and Ryan won the bid for the team. Well, reportedly, now this has been anonymous sources, but some of these sources have actually seen the deal, and there have been reports that it's a 20-year deal uh, with the Fox Sports Network, and it pays them over the 20 years $3 billion. That's the wow. highest uh, team revenue uh, team TV deal for a team that doesn't have its own actual uh, right. network like the Yankees or the other Yankees, teams right. out there. Uh, and these right. guys are going to get $150 million a year on this TV deal. That means your payroll is paid before you sell a ticket, period. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now they go out and spend some money and uh, right. keep this winning streak going and get some players. Of course, now I, I'm happy with the team they have. The payroll is uh, probably below the average. And uh, if these guys do go out and win a championship, they're going to get rewarded. You know what I mean? Big con- bigger contracts. Uh, we can bring in some more players where we need in some positions. So that's a, that's a hell of a deal. I mean, it's a lot of money. Yeah. And uh, I don't think, yeah, that's a lot of money. So it's good, you know, it's, it's good for the Rangers. I'm, I'm happy for them. I want to hear from some of the Rangers fans out there. Yeah, that's right. I know we you got guys, yeah. also, You guys, make sure you give us a call. The number again is 323-927-2906. Uh, of course, you can reach us on the new website, rfsportsradio.blogspot.com. And, of course, you can follow us on Twitter, RF Sports Radio on Twitter, and email us at rfsports at gmail.com. That's rfsportsradio at gmail.com. So make sure we definitely hear from you guys. Now, we've been running a contest this month, Royce, about naming the show. 
I know you remember that. Okay. And if right. we did get an email about a proposed name, so I'm going to run this one by you, see what you think about this okay. name. Okay. All right, let's see. For those of you who don't know, we're running a contest about naming the show. Right now we're calling it the RF Sports Radio Show, but we're, we're taking ideas, suggestions, and we got an email. Uh, and the email has the show It says, we should call the show Sports No Shorts. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, Sports, I like that. No shorts. No shorts. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's right. That's pretty good. We'll we'll put that down as, as one of the potential potential names for the show. And they actually have the tagline on here: Sports, no shorts. We're not naked. We just tell the naked truth. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah, I like so that. We, yeah, we'll take more. We'll take more feedback. I like that one though. I really like that one. That one might win. And uh, so we know we'll Rodney. Take more we, suggestions on that. We always talk about sports, listen to sports talk. Uh, you and I got together, you know, just as we started our own talk show where the average guy could come in and voice his opinion. You know, it's so hard to get on some of these talk radio show call-ins. It's a site that you can go on or, or you can go and speak your mind, tell us how you feel. Nobody's judgmental. Everybody has an opinion. We like to get into some kind of debate about sports. You know, and uh, we talk to each other. We get a debate about it. One ourselves, and we just like to hear from other people out there and see how they feel about it. Right, right. So, and that's the whole basis of, of the show. Calling. Yeah, we were just the whole basis of the show. So, we definitely appreciate everyone that's listening. We've been moving up listeners ever since we started the show. So, we're definitely appreciative of that. Um, now, quickly, Royce. Now, before we get into any more sports, I need to ask you a quick question, okay? Okay. Uh, now, Great. we know that some of these season premieres have started. You see all these commercials during the game and during the pregame. Now, the new shows have started, so we're going to get off on a tangent real quick. Roy, tell me what new show are you watching on TV? Uh, the event caught my attention right now. I watched that uh, the other day. Uh, uh, it's another one uh, I'm waiting to watch. Uh, Law and Order, uh, California. Law and Order was was the longest running show ever on TV and one of my favorites. I probably know seen every episode there. So those are two of the new shows I'm interested in watching. A couple of shows I'm waiting to come back on. So uh, what about you? Now, I did watch the event, and I got to tell you, we're going to talk about the event on the show. I like the event. Now, I wasn't right. really a big Lost fan, uh, but the events got me kind of hooked. They leave me with that cliffhanger at the end every time. So I've got to watch at least to follow up on what I've already watched, but I think they do a good job on the show. The bouncing around kind of throws me off a little bit, but it's not like Lost. At least I know kind of what the plot line, the storyline right. is right. as it develops. So, so we'll be talking a lot about the event on the show. I like Lost. Don't, don't miss time. the show. Right. right, right. You can't miss the show. You're absolutely right. Law and Order's been on a long time, but I don't know if I like the new ones or the old ones more. I don't know because you've watched the old ones. All day long. Right. <laughs> so right. I don't know if I like the new Law and Order or the old Law and Order. It looks about the same to me either way. So. Right. So I'm, I'm waiting to see, too. Uh, if it's anything like the old one, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be totally different. But yeah. uh, new characters going to take me a while to get used to them. I'm so used to the guy that's been on there, the, the prosecutor, and, you know, and some of the guys in the police station. So it's going to be kind of hard for me to adjust to some new faces. But hopefully it's the same good writing, same good drama, same good uh, episodes. So I'm looking forward to that. 
Yeah, it's going to be a good show. I think it's definitely going to be a good show. Uh, now, we're going to touch on a some more somber note. Uh, as you guys may have watched the telecast on Sunday, you know, we did lose a NFL legend. I think last Tuesday we talked about uh, Kenny McKinley, um, a younger player in the league. But this guy here was, and I didn't get a chance to watch this guy play. I know you may have seen some of his plays uh, before. Oh, but yeah. this guy here, I mean, incredible. 28 uh, years. Yeah, and I'm talking about, of course, um, talking about, of course, George Blander. If you don't know, he did pass away uh, this past Sunday. And this guy here, I mean, I don't know where to start with this guy, but I will definitely let you know. And this is kind of what I find about him. Um, here's what they have uh, in his Wikipedia page. Thank God for Wikipedia. Uh, but I'm going to read you some of the stuff that they had. They say he was born, he was check-born in the Pittsburgh area to a coal miner. Uh, he played 26 seasons of professional football, the most in sports history, and has scored more points than anyone in history at the time of his retirement. And he retired in 1976, and he was the only one of two players to play in four different decades and holds the record for the most extra points kicked. Yeah, right now I, I got watching him play as a young boy, and I can remember him. He played quarterback. Next time, oh, he was kicking field goals. I think that's what made him stay in the league so long. I, I, I think at one time he held a record for the longest field goal, which was about 50 yards back then, and that was unheard of. But, you know, when he came out on the field, no matter where the ball was, you know, he, and it's not like he's kicking today. He, he, he didn't miss. You know, he was yeah. – and uh, for him to play that long, and I do remember him in the 60s and 70s. I remember he played quarterback for the Raiders, took them to the championship. He was a hard nose, one of those old type football players, the built, the, the, the glass jaw, you know, the toughness, you know, and uh, you never heard him uh, talk a lot. He did all this talking action, speak on the field, and uh, 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 we lost a great legend. And uh, if they had 100 players like the NFL today, it'd be a totally different place. But yeah. uh, he was a hell of a player. And even as a college player, I didn't know this, but he actually played at the University of Kentucky. And he was coached by Barry Bryant before Barry Bryant went to Alabama. Right, And I right. thought that was right. really interesting. And while he was there, he actually played a starting quarterback his last two seasons at Kentucky. He went for 120 completions on 242 passes, which is almost 50%. And he had 1,400 yards, 12 touchdowns. And back then, they didn't throw the ball like they did now. So that's something to No, they didn't. They didn't. That's yeah, right. They did a lot of running. Mm-hmm. And he was actually drafted in 1949 in the 12th round, uh, the 119th pick by the Chicago Bears. He's actually played for the Bears, the Colts, uh, and also the Houston Oilers in the AFL Oilers, and the Raiders right, right. in the AFL. Right. So he's played in both leagues. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was a great player. He had an arm on it, too. I can remember uh, he was played in a decade of uh, San Diego Chargers had Eric Carriere. And uh, the Raiders, it was a, to me, back then, it was the West Coast offense before the West Coast offense. Cause all those teams, the Raiders and the Chargers, when he played, I mean, they could sling the ball, man. They were they were hurt out. They changed the whole nature of the football and the way it's played today. You know, and uh, they became a that, that set the president for today's quarterbacks. You know, uh, this is even before Joe Namath got there. So he was uh, right. 
He was a he was a gunslinger. And just to give you guys a couple of uh, football records that he said, he had the passing TDs in one game, which was seven. He had 1961. He had the most seasons played in the NFL or, or football, 26. Uh, most seasons scoring a point, 26. One or two players are playing four different decades, the 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. Uh, 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 most point most point after attempts made and attempted. Uh, most in inception thrown in the single season. He had held the record for the most pass attempts in a single game with 68 until 94 when Drew Bledsoe threw 70. He's the oldest player to play in the NFL game, which he played a game he was 48 years old. Uh, right. I mean, you think about a guy like Brett Favre. This guy retired when he was 49. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine 49. somebody playing 26 years in football today? I can't see it. I can't wow, see it. I, can't I see cannot it. see it. And he was yeah, uh, he was also the first player ever to score two thousand points. Uh the oldest quarterback to start in the title game. Most total points accounted for in a career, uh, which is thirty four hundred uh T D passes. So I mean that's 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 amazing. So my hats out to him. I I definitely send my prayers and condolences to the family. Uh, they talked a lot about this on a Monday night game since he was a Chicago Bear. Uh, they had a moment of silence for him as well, too. So we definitely uh, want to send a special uh, condolences and prayers out to the Blender family and uh, just say right. thank you for having him involved in the NFL, a guy that can play that long and be uh, right. definitely a model for everyone else to follow. So we definitely appreciate yeah, that. Great guy. We definitely appreciate that. Now, getting off of the uh, football and then our regular path with the baseball and basketball, which we'll get into in just a sec. But, Royce, me and you both play golf. Am I right? That's right. Am I right? And they did the very well, uh, PGA. But we play. <laughs> you say what? <laughs> Not very well, but we play. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Not very well, but we do play. We do have a good time. And if those of you I don't know that don't follow golf, I guarantee you're going to learn how to play it after I tell you this next story, but they had a FedEx Cup championship uh, this past weekend, which Jim Frick won. He had a chance to get up and down. He actually saved out of a bunker shot to win the match. Right, right. And get this, and the reason why I bring this up is because all you guys that are listening that have kids that, are, that just came from soccer practice or football practice or baseball practice, you need to put a club in their club head. In their That's right. That's right. You need to put a club, putter, lessons, golf shoes in their hands. Right. When this guy won uh, this past weekend, he actually had a payday of over $11 million. That's right. That's right. And he was not ranked number one during the whole year. Matter of fact, he missed the tournament, the barcade, uh, because his uh, alarm clock, I mean, his uh, phone his battery went dead and his alarm didn't go off. Of course, now they changed the rules, but he missed the first tournament. He just stayed in the rankings, and, and for him to win that, kudos to him and the $11 million payday. I mean, what other motivation do you have not to put clubs in your kids' hands? You know, so. <laughs> I'm telling you, I mean, this guy didn't have to get hit. This guy didn't have to hit a home run. He didn't have to kick a um, go overseas and play soccer. Right. He played right. golf, and out of this one tournament, won 11 million dollars. Now, let that well, he did have to play in the rain a little bit. 
You did say the rain. rain. We, can, we can deal with but the rain. Is that the worst? Is that the worst that can happen? Why not? You know. Eleven million dollars. I'll let that seek in uh, for a little while. All right. Uh, but we, we're definitely looking forward to hearing from you, Cause. You know, we're gonna get into our Cowboys roundtable around nine forty-five, ten o'clock. Uh, we definitely, uh, you can, guys can follow us online, blogtalkradio.com slash rfsports, our new website, rfsportsradio.blogspot.com, and also uh, the call in number 323-927-2906. That's 323-927-2906. Before we jump into the NFL all the way, uh, Royce and I, we've been talking a lot about this Carmelo deal. Uh, a lot of the NBA teams started out training camp um, here this weekend over the weekend, right. mainly right. the Miami Heat, which was a circus, from what I understand. Right. Um, and then also the, the uh, Dallas Mavericks, the hometown team, has a big event coming up this Friday, a fan jam, to get their uh, training camp up and off and going. Right. But they had Carmelo Anthony um, finally spoke out to the public. Uh, if you right. know, we've been talking about trade rumors from Carmelo since, we started the show back in September the 9th, and he came out, and actually the one thing he said that really stuck out to me, Royce, was he said, I never asked to be traded. Yeah. Yeah, he never Period. did. All right. He All never right. asked to be traded. And I don't know. I don't know how to call this. So my thing is if you didn't ask to be traded or you didn't want to be traded, how come you haven't signed your three-year offer for $65 million for a three-year extension? Well, the same I mean, thing is did. I – I think he's going to leave next year, and they know he's going to leave next year. And rather than go through the same thing that Cleveland went through with uh, LeBron, uh, they try to trade and get rid of him. But Carmella will probably end up playing that this year and uh, opt out his contract. And I think he can get a lot more if he went somewhere else, say New York or New Jersey. They might end up getting it, but I think he's going to hold out. You know, uh, three million dollar. You know, the extension for three years when he can get a a longer deal somewhere else. So, uh, I think they were just trying to load it. They didn't want to end up like LeBron James did in Cleveland. You know, that that brings up an interesting point because it's hard to turn down sixty five million dollars, even if it's three years, four years, or five years. Right. It's hard to turn down that kind of money for an extension. But I think that that team is really trying to break up. They had the issue with George Carl last year. He's back. Right. Um, so right. he's, he's definitely going to try to coach the team this year. If he makes it the whole season as far as coaching the team, I think no one really knows. Um, I think the right. other players on the team are looking at breaking up a little bit. I know Billups is going to be there. Uh, but Melo, I think Melo wants to make a splash. I think he's looking oh, yeah. around the league. He's looking at guys like LeBron, Chris Bosh, that team in together. Right. Yeah, I think he really wants to make a splash. I think he's done well in Denver. He's brought that team. They did bring in Allen Iverson. Oh yeah. oh yeah, and that didn't oh, really yeah. work out. So I, I think that I think he's really look, really looking to make a splash. They even talked about earlier. We talked about that uh, Thursday about a four-team trade that's going to land him in New Jersey. And apparently, those rumors have been shot down not just by Carmelo but about the New Jersey Nets also too. So that's not going to happen. And even George Carl said, I don't know if Melo wants to leave. I know he's here now, and we're going to do what we got to do to play. I mean, that sounds good, but I don't think he'll make the whole season in Denver. That's just Well, you know, as, as, as much as they've been to the playoffs and that team has, he's kind of like LeBron James. He's, 
You know, they did everything they could to try to help him win a championship. He has given him everything he has in the game. I've seen game with Carmel Anthony just taking over the game, and without him, they wouldn't have got as far as they, as they did. And uh, he, he really has, and I think he wants to move on. Right? The whole goal of that, I think these guys want to win, you know, a championship. They want an NBA championship ring. You know, they want all over the world. Except you know in the United States, and I, I think that's what he, I think that's what he's looking for. So uh, that's his decision. Like I felt about LeBron James, you know, it's his decision. He knows his situation. He knows his family. Uh, you know, they got married in New York. His wife's from that area. So uh, I look for him to make that jump next year. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you on that. I think he'll make it pretty quick because, like you said, I think everyone's making moves. He's trying to make moves at the same time. Uh, other training camps are opening all over the NBA as well. Uh, the Magic plan to offer Dwight Howard an extension um, here pretty soon. The Celtics begin their work. Uh, they have, of course, a new addition with Shaq coming to the right. team. Uh, so we're going to talk a lot of NBA, a lot of NBA as it starts to come up. Uh, so definitely be tuning in to the show for that. And, of course, of course, without further ado, Royce, we got to get into the NFL. Uh, we've got callers going to be calling in, watching their opinions about the NFL, so we just want to get into some of that. So what we'll do is we'll run down some of the highlights and some of the topics for the NFL. And if you guys are new, tune it in. Uh, we do this every Tuesday. We review the whole week of the NFL, all the games from Sunday and Monday, and get into analysis, talk about uh, what we thought about the game, and also give you the scores and highlights and updates as well. Now, one thing I want to start off with uh, before we get into all the games, Royce, is me and you talked about this Michael Vick deal. We talked oh, yeah. about this yeah, Tuesday, we, we talked about this Thursday, and, yeah. and and Michael Vick looked like the best quarterback in the NFL this past Sunday. I mean, what we write about this, is, is this it? I tell you what, if he keeps playing the way he's playing, uh, he could very well be the MVP, uh, what he did, what he's done for Philadelphia. Uh, he's turned that team around. They were ho-hum at the beginning, first game. I don't think they would have had this many wins without him. He, I mean, he's a complete package. He looks like a brand, a rejuvenated man. You know, Vic's back. Uh, that's gonna. Uh, I think that's gonna be our biggest rivalry. I think that's gonna be our biggest hurdle. Uh, Y'all gonna have to play Philly and, and Michael Vick. <laughs> we winning with with Atlanta. Uh, on the Cowboys, so I look forward to that day. And uh, Michael Vick is—you're probably right. He probably is the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, right now. he looked like it. Uh, he looked like it this past week. And for those who don't know, the Eagles beat the Jaguars 28 to three. Vick throws three touchdowns, went 17 for 31, 291 yards. Uh, Deshaun Jackson had a, a breakout game. You can tell him and Vic on the same same page. He had five receptions for 153 yards and one TD. So I don't know. This Eagles offense is looking really, really good. I know Andy Reid feels like he has two quarterbacks that could take him there, but right now I know he has one for sure they could take him where he needs to go. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for real sure. Yeah, he's a real deal. I call Sanchez a man. I think I'm going to have to call Vic a man, too. <laughs> and he actually ran for a touchdown that game, too. So he threw three yeah, and ran for one, put up four touchdowns. And if you had him on your fantasy team, I know you were loving that. 
Yeah, and his passes are even better. I mean, his arm is just, yeah, he always had an arm on him. So he makes it so effortless, you know, when he throws the ball. And I saw him throw a touchdown pass off his back foot and just looked like he lobbed the ball, you know, and it went some 30 yards. So he, he you know, he, he, he's more paused in the pocket. He's more accurate. You know, he, I think he's learned to read defense better. You know, I think the year where he observed Donovan McNabb, I think he learned a lot of things. So, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's a real deal. He's uh, he's uh, oh, he's back. Tough. He's, he's back. back. Yeah, he's, he's back. back. Yeah. And then the Jaguars, I don't know what's going on with this team. A team they used to pride themselves on defense, right? Uh, right. Quarterback that wouldn't that would give them a chance to win the game, and they put Gerard in back in. He goes fifteen for thirty. Uh, 105 yards, no TDs. Maurice Jones-Drew goes for 88 yards. Um, Sims Walker only has two catches for 34 yards to lead the team in a receiving. Now, you can't get it done like that. they got to figure out you know, something Jack, to do. Jack was always been the team that almost win. <laughs> you know, yeah. they, uh, they they play you rough, they play you tough. You know what I mean? They, they, they really are just for any team, you know. And uh, they they can beat you, you know. But I don't think they. Uh, it's something wrong with that team. I don't know if it's time for coach change or whatever. But they always come to play. Who knows? They could turn around. But they've always been a contender. But this year, I I just don't see it. I don't know what's something missing on that team. I, I can't yeah. quite put my finger on it. But yeah. uh, they 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 play you tough. You know, they give you a run for your money, but. They always get close and never win big games. So, yeah, you know. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see definitely about that team. But I'm really excited about what Vic's doing. I'm ready to see Vic come to oh, Dallas. Yeah. I'm ready to see us go to Philly and see really what this team, both of these teams are made up. But I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think that definitely, uh, definitely they're going to, um, they're going to actually uh, have a, have a run for their money going up against the Eagles this particular season. So, and, uh, you think? Uh, go ahead, Ross. You, you, you think uh, right now that uh, Dallas Cowboys coming off their win is a better team than the Philadelphia Eagles? You know what? I think all around they are a better team than the Philadelphia Eagles, and I'm gonna tell you why. Now, Vic is playing awesome. You can't game plan against Vic. I know how that works, but right. overall, they've got more talent and more players on the Cowboys roster to me, especially on defense. Than the Philadelphia Eagles does, and then, and that's just that's was what I that's what I know is what I feel, because you look at that defense for the Cowboys, they woke up this Sunday, they woke up, they had their first they had their first takeaway and ended up with three takeaways. The Marcus Ware had three sacks. I mean, do you really want me to get to the Cowboys with you right now? Do you well, really want well, to go? Well, well, let me ask you this: If you had to go in with with your quarterback, would you rather go in with Tony Romo or Mike Vick? I'd rather have Mike Vick. I'd rather have Mike Vick because of the threat he has. But if Roma's going to throw like he did Sunday, if he's going to throw like he did Sunday, then he can work. Matter of fact, you want to get into the Cowboys? I'll, I'll get into the Cowboys with you. I'll get into the Cowboys with you. I'm going to bring on <laughs> another Cowboys fan. I'm going to bring on another Cowboys fan. Uh, Rick, I know I got you on the line. Rick, how's it going, man? And, man, it's going good. How y'all doing today? Hello, Rick. How you doing? What's up, Royce? How's it going, man? You, you, you sound better than you did last week. Uh, is it called oh, Cowboys I, 1? I believe I do. I believe I do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, hey, look, thank y'all I won the Super Bowl. I hear y'all on the line right now <laughs> yeah. talking about it. You know, I won't, I won't get into that, you know, saying that, you know, boom, it's, we Super Bowl ready. We still got a lot of stuff, to, a lot of things to do out there <laughs> uh, to get out there ready, though. But, you know, in my mind, it's always a chance that we can get there. The team looks good. The team looks good. You know, the team made some mistakes in those first two games, and they actually made mistakes in the third game. But they played a lot better and didn't let their mistakes take over the game like they did in the previous two. Now, let me ask you, Rick, why I got you on the line. Let's talk a little bit about the Cowboys because I know you're on a limited time with us today. And if y'all don't know, Ricky is a definite friend of the show, a definite Cowboy fan. Now, now I saw a bunch of stuff I really loved about the Cowboys this week, and I don't know where to start. I don't know if I want to start with Roy Williams, to me having his best game in the Cowboy uniform, period, or should we talk about the chemistry that Roy Williams and Romo had? Now, has Roy always had this skill, this talent, and Romo finally clicked with him, or did did Roy just finally do what he's supposed to do? Well, I mean, it's 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 kind of weird. You got to look at that, you know. The way I always uh, looked at that situation is, you know, Roy Williams came in, he pretty much got the big money, everybody know that, and, you know, T.O. situation has fizzled out. You know, everybody knew what they had in T.O., you know, and in my mind it was almost like everybody wanted Roy Williams to get out there and do exactly what T.O. did. I never really thought Roy Williams was a bad receiver. I actually thought that he had some pretty good hands, you know, uh, although last year he didn't demonstrate that, but all of that wasn't exactly his fault because he was out there taking a lot of licks and stuff too. Now, that's no excuse. You're still supposed to catch the ball, you know, but I like, I like Roy Williams, and I've always supported Roy Williams. Do I think he's one of the best receivers out there? I mean, he has the potential to be. He's got the size. He's really got all the skills, the tools. You know, I can't say if his mind is always there, so I wouldn't put him up there, you know, with the elite receivers. But, you know, Roy, Roy Williams is definitely usable to me. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think he does have good hands. I know he's tried his best to kind of win himself with the fans. Uh, with uh, him getting Romo getting on the same page. And I thought that was the biggest key to me was the fact that him and Romo actually were disconnected. And it seemed like Romo was getting the ball to him where he needed to get it. Roy was getting catches. Oh, they were making the slant. No, no doubt about it. No doubt yeah. about it. Uh, Romo was out there, and he was he was on point. Now, I do – I think, although we didn't get to see all of this, but, you know, I do think, Miles Austin and Dez Bryant still had something to do with that. You know, I know Miles Austin was out there getting double covered a little bit, and they tried to come up and stop the run because the run was doing just enough to keep them honest. You know, and, and, and let's talk. They let's got, talk about they got him in some. They, they got him in some one-on-one situations, and he pretty much went out there and took advantage of that. Well, that was the Roy Williams that I knew from Detroit. Uh, I mean, when he was in Detroit, he made catches like that. That was that was. That, that's, you know, when they got Roy Williams, that's the one I thought the Cowboys were going to get. But it looked like it took them two years to get that Roy Williams. Finally. Yeah. I agree with you on that, but I, I think you bring up a good point too, Rick, uh, because Miles Austin had such a big game week one, such a big game week two, that he did demand uh, coverage, especially over the top from the safety, and that freed up everything for not just Roy, but also for Dez as well too. 
And Roman was actually taking his time to look at the whole field, uh, had enough protection to look at the whole field. You didn't hear Mario Williams' name being mentioned, although that front seven for the Tucson Texans is good. But you didn't see them getting to the quarterback and getting them frustrated like they get got everybody else frustrated, uh, i.e. Peyton Manning. And he was able to kind of pick them apart and go to the open field, open receiver down the field, which a lot of times was Dez and was Roy. Now, one thing I got to say about Dez, I always knew he had the speed, but that boy can catch, man. He can right. catch. Even that, right. any man, that pass he caught and, you, and, and went out of bounds, that boy can boy. catch that you ball. Game it's something special about the rookie, man. The boy is nice out there. It's not just a matter of what he did in college, what little bit he was uh, when he was in there. You know, it's just, it's it's bigger than that, man. There's something real special about that boy, man. That that kid can play some football. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I, I saw something out of him that I didn't, well, we didn't see him in the preseason. We only saw him return that touchdown um, during the punt return. But, man, I'm telling you, I saw something in him when he caught that ball. Those catches he was making, man, oh, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't look, believe some of the catches look, he made. They, and they took that one away from him, you know, because he went out of bounds. Right. And he really, you know, that was, you, you can't, that's a, that's a, that's a penalty. But right. the look in that boy's eyes when he caught the ball and he saw that one-on-one, he said, man, hey, I, I got you beat. You can't you can't do nothing with me. I'm telling you, it's something it's something real special about that boy, man. And I must say, man, it's you know the Cowboys went out there and they played a very 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 solid game, very solid game. I think they out game planned them, and I think you know the things that they were doing was just simply working. You know, my only disappointment that I had in the game, you know, was with Keith Brooking. Keith Brooking, he you know he made a lot of. Uh, mistakes that stood out. I'm not saying nobody else didn't make any mistakes, but his really did, you know, stand out. Although he came through with that one big sack, you know, and he made some other good tackles out there, you know, but that was really my only disappointment because he's supposed to be one of the leaders on your team. You know, he's one of the better defenders on your team. He's very aggressive out there. And, you know, people people look at him. I want to do what Keith Brooking was doing, you know, and he, he made some mistakes that really stood out. That was really about – my only disappointment. Other than that, I was good. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah. Now, you know what? The yeah. thing about Keith, I, I cut him a little, little slack because he's out there I, I every like, down. He's out there every, every down. Right. And a lot right. of stuff he does, right. he, you may not see it. It may not show up in the stats, but he, he's commanding that defense just as much as Brady James is out there. And, you know, the linebackers ain't the best, but they're serviceable. Uh, he's, 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 very, he's very nice. I like Keep Brooking out there. I mean, I like him as a player. Would I wouldn't I wouldn't get rid of him, especially right now. I'm telling you, the boy is aggressive, and you gotta have that on your defense. And he gets out there, and he gets to the other players' faces too, like you're supposed to. Man, get in position, do what you're supposed to do. He just had one of those games, you know. Like yeah. I said, that was my only disappointment. You know, that particular situation. Not you know, he's he right. is out there every play. He's a little tired, you know, and I give him a pass for that, but I'm still disappointed in that situation. Yeah. Well, let me give y'all my take on the game. Let me give y'all my take on the game. You know why the Cowboys won? Are you listening, Rick? I'm listening. I'm listening. Talk to Are you listening, Rodney? I'm listening. Uh, the reason why the Cowboys won, they left that razzle-dazzle crap wherever they should have did. All them old dumb plays they were doing, the halfback pass from Marion Barber, those quick eye passes uh, to Des Bryant, 
and they played straight up, in your face, down the field football. That was the only reason why the Cowboys went. They left all the trick, razzle-dazzle plays alone and went back to Cowboy football and played basic straight up, down the field, no sideline to sideline football. Yeah, they were aggressive. They, just they were aggressive. That's right. They were aggressive right. about that. Like the and I didn't see no trick plays. I didn't see no... I didn't see no razzle-dazzle. They ran the ball. They threw downfield. You know, most of the catches were 10, 15 yards downfield. Wasn't none of that razzle-dazzle. And they played straight, hard-nosed cowboy football. Do you agree? You know, the thing is they, they started running the ball really well. They they came out running the ball. We knew they were going to do that. They talked about that all week. But they didn't run too much. They ran just enough. If you don't count some of the last drives they have, they were about 50-50 pass and run. Um, Marion only had 17 touches. Felix only had seven touches. But when you're passing the ball like that and Romo's on, I have no problem with them passing the ball when they're getting protection like they got on Sunday. I think that was huge right there. I think they the offensive line jailed. I told you they would. And they came out and, and beat a good team. So let me ask you this, Roy, since you doubted this team, for the last two weeks, did we beat a good team? Did we make a statement to the to the whole NFL? Did we make a statement that that we are really a a contender? Oh no, Houston was just awful. They played. Oh. Oh. They they didn't play nothing like they did the first two games. They played the Colts. They were awful. You know, I don't I don't expect any team to win every game. You know, but uh, uh, that's just one win, Rodney, and one win that doesn't convince me. Because you got some teams that are one and two, that should be should be zero and three, but uh, I put y'all in that predicament. And uh, the test is here because y'all play Tennessee next. You got a week off. What what's gonna come back after this bye week? And I just wait to see what Cowboy team comes back uh, next Sunday. So I'm still not convinced. You know, to be honest, I agree with you. You know, I'm still not convinced. I think. I think, you know, the Cowboys, the statement that the Cowboys made was the same statement they always make, you know, which Cowboys team is going to show up today. Right, you know, right, y'all scared right. of us anyway. That's pretty much the statement that they made. They got to right. come out there and do that with some consistency. Right. And, you know, me and my twisted mind, I think they can do that pretty much every game. I know they can. You know, the Cowboys, is a, a, they're, they're, they're a built team. They can they can do some things out there. They're pretty strong at, at every position, man. And I have that. I mean, I do have a game recorded, you know, and I, I record the losses too, you know. But uh, I might have to go back and look because um, I know it was three turnovers in the game. You know, I remember the Mike Jenkins interception, and I remember the Terrence Newman fumble. But where did the other turnover come from? Well, yeah, I had a lot of penalties, too. If you look at it, y'all were penalized a lot. No, 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 no. That's where, where, where did that the other turnover come from? Uh, the other, the uh, other yeah. turnover came from, um, uh, what was that? It was a Right. Jenkins, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Jenkins, right. Jenkins got the pick, and Terrence Newman. I think that was a former recovery. Right. And then, yeah, I can't think of what the other one was, but you know, I, I'm gonna go back and watch
Well, you know what? I saw a lot of I mean, the, 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 team, the team did get a lot of penalties. One thing I didn't like about the game, but there were so many positives. It's hard for and me to was, focus on the penalties. It was 17? They didn't have 17. No, no, they weren't 17 penalties. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Oh, I was like, man, I thought it wasn't at the Packers last night. <laughs> We're going to get into that, too. We're going to talk a lot about the yeah, Packers. Yeah, yeah, one thing, I, I, I did see some positive things. And then I did see some things that needed correction. You know, you can't have those kind of penalties against uh, teams. See, one thing about the Cowboys, the game you should win, you don't win. The game you shouldn't win, you win. You know, and I'm still not convinced. You know what I mean? Because uh, y'all should be 3-0. Y'all should be 3-0. Because just like you said earlier, you know, there are some teams that are that are 1-2, and two, and they really shouldn't right. be one and two. There, likewise, right. there are some teams that are three and zero oh that you wouldn't expect right. to be. You know, right. nobody in their right mind thought that the Kansas City Chiefs would be would be out there doing oh. anything. And I'm still not convinced that what they are doing Pittsburgh. right now, they still have to show right. me more too. Right, Pittsburgh. I, you know, they defense one, but of course, and now, no, uh, no quarterback consistency whatsoever. Right. I mean, right. you know, they. Right. Play with a, a different quarterback every half of the game. Every, every game, every game, right, right, mm-hmm. every game. And one thing but I want to bring up, up about the uh, about the Cowboys' victory that I really like to see, and then Rick, I know you were excited about this, but David uh, Bueller made some kick from kicks, man, some field goals. Man, the boy David made some field goals. Man. He bought us some time, man. He really did. He, <laughs> he, you know, you think I, they still I'm need sure, to pull the trigger I, on getting a new kicker? No, not just yet, because he bought him some time. You know, he went out there and he knocked down the uh, 49-yard and the 42-yard. You know, I'm going to go and ride with it. But if he cost me a, um, a a game, you know, then, yeah, we have to go and get rid of it because we kind of know he's borderline anyway, you know. Well, you know, so kick is only good until he missed. And then everybody want to get rid of him when he missed. When he's hitting, everybody well, he, loves when him. He, when he started off bad then. Right, right. So kick is only good until he missed. Uh, look at the Saints kick. He cost them the game. But he also won them the Super Bowl. So kick is well, only well, good. It was, it was, it was yeah. absolutely no excuse for that. The boy missed right, an extra right, point. How you right. going to miss an extra point? But, but, but y'all don't have any trust in him because Cowboys threw off a three-point. And I talked to Rodney about that when they failed to kick that pit goal on the first oh, yeah, opening drive, right. you know. Right, right. They, so, they did it twice. Yeah, I, I yeah, agree right, with you. It's so. not a whole lot of confidence there. I don't have a whole lot of confidence either. But the credit that I do give him is, you know, when they, when they, when he tried it out there, he knocked it down. So I have to go ahead and ride with that. And it looked good. And I'm talking right, right down the pipe. You know, mm-hmm. my concern is if you're not going to be out there making your kicks consistently and you ain't kicking the right. ball in the back right. of the end zone no more, then right. why not go ahead and go and get you a kicker? That's yeah. what I don't understand is how, you know, and granted some of those kicks have been ran out from deep in the end zone, but this guy was leading the league in uh, touchbacks last year and had had a one this year. Hadn't had right. one touchback this year. I don't know if the, the half, product of kicking field goals or what. Half of those he kicked through the back of the end zone, too. Didn't even give him a chance. I don't even think we've seen the back of the end zone. That was a, you know, a kind of a luxury that, that the Cowboys had, you know. Right. But if he's not doing that with any consistency anymore, then yeah, it's time to go ahead and pull the trigger. I mean, even 
even still, you know, he's really got to get out there and get consistent. In my mind, I would I would take the three points versus, you know, touchbacks any day. Well, well, we, 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 we were all kind of critical on the coaching staff, Wade Phillips, we were critical on Jason Garrett. Now, from what you saw Sunday, do you think that they had a little redemption on Sunday? I mean, they basically almost called um, a lot of the same or similar type plays, but it looks like the execution might have been different or you think the play column was different? Well, I think whatever talk that they had with them and the players doing their thing, you know, um, it, it worked. You know, because I didn't see a whole lot of – I didn't see anything different out there. I just saw things working. You know, I saw a bunch of aggressive defenders out there, you know, stopping them on the goal line. How you do that? You're not supposed to stop them on the goal line like that. You know, they were out there just extra aggressive. So whatever it was that the coaching staff did, you know, I give them full credit for that. You know, but I told you all from the beginning, you know, Wade Phillips to me, he wins. Wade Phillips wins. Yeah, he did come out and he lost these first two games. But, you know, Wade Phillips always win a lot of football games. I hope I don't jinx him by saying that, but that's just what he do, you know. And he don't – I'm not saying he gets in the playoffs and just tear it up, but we have the type of team that if we get into the playoffs and get on a roll, I mean, we're going to be hard to stop, you know. I think, know just, I think the coaches are fine. But, you know, interesting sad with that, and, Royce, I don't know if you knew this either, but since Wade Phillips has been coaching the Cowboys, the only other coach that's had more wins than Wade Phillips is Bill Belichick. And But the, but that's, that could be a really misleading stat because predominantly all of Wade Phillips' wins have been in the regular season. And right, this no has always been a knock on. It's always been a knock-on Wade that when he gets to the playoffs, he can't get this team motivated, coach this team up. Even in the years when we were thirteen and um, thirteen and three, you know he couldn't get this team up and ready to play a playoff game, and that's when the real test is going to come. I've seen Wade do this all regular season uh, since he's been here, but the test is going to come to get see if he, how far it gets him through the through the playoffs, playoffs. especially with the Super Bowl right. here in Dallas. That's going to be the real yeah. test for me. Him and Jason Garrett, yeah. by that way. You know, last week y'all were calling for his head. And, yeah, I got to win, and all of a sudden he's the greatest thing. What I think happened was, and, and, and I will give credit to the coach itself, like I said earlier, they threw out all that junk. Whatever they, the plays that wasn't working the first two games, I didn't see that this past week. And they finally threw that out and, and, and uh, went back to basic football down the field. That's what I saw. But, I, I, I like I said, I, the jury's still out on him. Uh, regular season don't mean nothing. And it all boils down to record don't mean nothing. Can you win in the playoffs? It seems like every time they've been to the playoffs, they've been out coast. So we'll see. Yeah. It's just yet to come. Now, Rick, before I let you go, let me know. Now, how does this team bounce back out the out the byway? Give me some faith there. Give, talk to the Cowboy hopeful out there. Oh, it's real easy, man. You you go to practice this week. Still practice hard. Don't be like the day school out there. You know, get you some rest on the weekend. You know, get back out there, practice hard again, and get ready to go and beat Tennessee. You know, I don't have faith in, in Tennessee at all, you know, right now. I do think there's a Vince Young factor, you know, if he gets it going. But Vince Young has got to be able to throw the football, and he's got to be able to do that with some consistency. You know, the Chris Johnson thing, don't let him get loose. If he gets loose, you know, we got yeah. issues. But once again, you know, 
and you heard him mention it during the game. I mean, the, the Cowboys have a very good rushing defense. They have a very good rushing defense. You can't really run the ball on them like that. That boy got out there and got 100 yards on a Sunday, you know, and they mentioned yeah, that's the last 100-yard game they didn't gave up since 2008. You know, the Cow- I mean, you know, the Cowboys is ready, and I don't think the Tennessee Titans can stop the Cowboys' offense. We get out there, do what we're supposed to do, get the ball to Dez Bryant. Yes, sir, get it to Dez. You know, some things is going to happen out there. Mm-hmm. And for those of y'all that tuned into the show last Thursday, the followers of the show, we all made picks, and I'm so proud to say I will say it again. I did go 14 and two on my mm-hmm. picks. Uh, Royce, you, you're bringing up the rear with eight and eight. I guess you can call it 500. I don't know. I mean, it's an even, it's an average score. Ricky, did I? Right? You need to work on your work on your your picks a little bit more. You went 11 and five, my friend. Which ain't, ain't bad. Man, man, how you how you go fourteen and two? I went fourteen and two. I went fourteen and two. The games that now, I called that you guys let me tell you what the games let me tell you the games that y'all missed, okay? Y'all picked the Giants the to beat you the Titans. Me earlier today. Y'all pick y'all picked the Giants to beat the Titans. Okay. I, did. I picked I picked Tennessee. Okay. Then you guys picked um you lost the forty ers game, which we all lost that game. Okay, right. and then you picked the uh, Raiders to beat the Cardinals. Right, you lost that one. You picked now, which, the, which uh, game? Did you, which game did you say we all picked? Oh, uh, the Raiders, Forty Nine, the Chiefs. Okay, all right, right on, right on. Go ahead. We all lost that game. Okay, and then uh, then we picked um, both of you guys picked the Raiders to beat the Cardinals. I had the Cardinals on that game. Right. And then right. you also picked the uh, Chargers. I had a, I had a wild card. We all picked the Chargers and the Seahawks. Lost their game. And you, you picked and the Seahawks? No, nah, I picked the Chargers. I lost their game. Oh, okay. All right. Come on. Keep talking. I lost their game. Okay. And then in the Monday night game, y'all both had the Packers. Right. In the Monday night game. I and had you the, took the Bears. I took the Bears. Man, I wish you could see my face right now. <laughs> it's all about right, Rick. It's all about the start. Royce, Royce, I'm going to have to start writing them down myself, Royce. I'm going to have to start writing them down. Yeah, you should, Rick. You should, Rick. You should. Because I'm going to have to start keeping them in. RFSportsRadio.blogspot.com. They are dated and time when I put these picks up for the world to see. If you guys don't believe, I went fourteen and two. They are there. It is. It is. It is fact, not fiction. I, I promise you. I promise you, it's fact, not fiction. Yeah, we got a long way to go, Rodney. We got a long way to go. <laughs> now, Rich, you, you were the closest it's, on the. Uh, you were the closest on the Dallas and. Uh, Houston score, you had 27-21, Dallas winning, and I had um, 28-21, Dallas winning. So you were pretty close on that. All right. Knocked that 27 down. Yeah, he was lucky. Yeah, yeah I was lucky. Yeah, yeah I was lucky. <laughs> yeah, I was lucky. <laughs> <laughs> but the jury is still out. The jury is still out to me on this Cowboy team. Like I said, uh, that's just one win, you know, and uh, – 
Y'all already behind Philly, so uh, let's just see how y'all, uh, the next couple of weeks, we can get about halfway in the season and see how y'all doing. And, and yeah, it, like I said, it, nobody's going to win every game. Nobody's going to lose every game. So, uh, they, they, Houston played terrible to me. And yeah, okay. Played okay. But, uh, the Cowboys didn't well, win. Well, I mean, I do think Houston played bad, but I think that was because the Cowboys made them play that way. You know, only person that actually gets a pass out there, you know, is that happens to be their number one weapon, you know. But right. still, with the offense that they have, you know, they still should have been able to go out there and do something. They would be they would be able to do that on some other team, you know. And the Cowboys had Cowboys had that one. They just simply outplayed them. Period. That's why they didn't have to do any of the trick plays because the basic stuff that they was doing was working. Now, yeah. I do have one more comment that I need to make before I get off here. You know, and I know I'm gonna sound silly for this one, but it's real talk though. Um, y'all talking about you know who would you take, Michael Vick or Tony Romo? And I'm going with Tony <laughs> Romo on the call. Mm. Oh, oh man. Cool. Stacey Case, Stacey Case, Stacey Case. I'm going to tell you why. I mean, because I like Michael Vick. Michael Vick had that one thing about him that don't too many quarterbacks have. He's got that it factor. I can't tell you what it is, right. you know, yeah. but Michael yeah. Vick has that. You know, he can take over a game. But Michael Vick can't do that, you know, consistently, though. You know, just like Tony Romo has his flaws, he can't go out there and be the quarterback. He's supposed to be consistently, you know. But to me, you know, I'm. I guess I'm. I'm kind of vanilla with it. You know, I'm. I'm basic. You know, I'm. I like the quarterback that's going to be able to stand in the pocket and throw the ball. That's my opinion. You know, Michael Vick has the flash. You know, and he can take over a game. And please don't let that boy get loose. You know, but if you want to stop Michael Vick, put your couple of safeties back there, fill in the lanes. You're good to go. Michael Vick can throw the ball deep, and it's pretty. Got one of the prettiest balls out there, you know. But you got these crossing routes and these tending outs and all that. Michael Vick can't really throw that with consistency. I'm sorry to tell you, if y'all ain't seen that, y'all ain't really been watching. The stuff that they've been showing has been very pretty, you know. But that's just Michael Vick's MO. He's always been that way. It's just that when you run in there to sack him, and if you don't sack him and he gets out of there, it's over. That's the problem. You got to stop that kind of stuff. But you, you know, have, but you have to. That's a good point. But you have to remember in the game of football, it's about getting the ball into your playmaker's hands. Correct. Yes. Now, if you, tell, now if you have, now if you have a quarterback, you have a quarterback that not only can uh, throw the ball sixty yards, damn near flat-footed. Okay, it's got a cannon okay. for arm, and at any right. given time on the field, he's the fastest player on the field. On the field, and he's got the ball. I mean, that, right. that's a threat that you can't you cannot you can't compare that kind of threat to a guy like Romo, who's a pocket passer. Of course, Romo's got right. he he can't escape in the pocket. Don't get me wrong, he's got feet, but he of course he's not Michael Vick. We know that's not his game. But when right. Vick is on, when he's on, he's on. You know he is. Right. You know when he's a video game waiting to happen. When he's on, he's on. I definitely agree with you. But throwing the ball, that's when he's poisonous like that. You know, Michael Vick. He will be able to break out of there and run the ball, and he's, he might get you with that a few times. I understand that is a good thing to have. I mean, and if I didn't have no other choice, I would take it too. But in this situation, you know, in my mind, if you pass the ball, you get bigger plays when you pass it. And Tony Romo is more accurate with the pass. 
Tony Romo, you have more stuff. people. You have more people to get the ball to out there. Right. Michael Vick could take over the game himself. Right, but if Michael Vick had the weapons Tony Romo had, do you think that he would be leading the league? Man, what are you talking yeah, about? Jeremy Mack, Jeremy Macklin out there has some pretty good hands, man. Deshaun Jackson is one of the best receivers that, that, in the league true. now. That, yeah, but you know what I'm saying? About it, if you think about it, the Cowboys really are starting to have a better receiving core. Then I knew the Eagles always had one of the best receiving yeah, cores in the NFC right. East, but the Cowboys are right up there, man. Miles I think the Cowboys are deeper. Way, well, I think play, the, I, there's Bryant. I think the Cowboys are deeper without question. You know, I think they're deeper. But, you know, the Eagles have more big play guys. They they have more big play guys until Dez Bryant get out there and give him some. Well, you know, Dez Bryant is a, a nice threat. And Miles Austin, he's, you know, any way with it. He can do whatever you need him to do out there. You know, they just got to display that more. The Eagles, have they've been doing that. He was been right. doing that. This year they're doing it. They've been doing it last year. Deshaun Jackson is very dangerous. Right. Okay, you know, so let's rank the NFC East. Let's rank the NFC East. Let's rank the NFC East real quick. Now, I, I, okay. my rank is I've got, I've got Cowboys 1. I've got Eagles oh, come 2. Oh, I should have known. Should have known. I've got Cowboys 1. I've got Eagles 2. And I've got, uh, I've actually got Washington 3 and, and, uh, and the Giants 4. In my ranking, I got, I, the Cowboys, I got the Cowboys one, I got the Eagles two, and I got the Giants three and the Redskins four. How can you rank the Cowboys one if Philly got a better record? You can't because rank the I'm Cowboys not going on, number one. Because I'm not, I'm not going on the record right now. I know what the record tells me. You know, I'm talking about the team, though, man. It's like they only played three games. Are y'all still ranking you know? the Cowboys number one? Man, please, I'm ranking the Cowboys in the top ten. Oh, my goodness. Y'all Cowboys fans. <laughs> my goodness. My goodness. One win, you think you won the Super Bowl. But well, hold on, bro. I, 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 I got to go with Philadelphia. I got to go with Philadelphia. I got to go with Philadelphia. Yeah, that's, that's only two games played. <laughs> but, but, uh, but. I got to rank Philly first and Dallas second until Dallas win another game. That, that's just my opinion. I'm being uh, as, as not only a, a, I'm not against the Cowboys, but as a fan of the game, I can't see the Cowboys as not, maybe in that division. Washington is terrible. Uh, the Giants are terrible, but Philadelphia to me is rank one and Dallas two. Okay, well right, let's, yeah, see, let's, see, let's see if we can bring let's see if we can bring in some help for you. Uh, Royce, and if you guys don't know, but our uh, call-in line today has been sponsored by Icebreaker Productions. Uh, so you make sure you guys check out this show on Blog Talk Radio. Let's see if we can bring in the voice of reason for you real quick. Uh, Caller 6037, you're live on the line on our sports radio show. If you, now, do you tell us, no, do you like, who you ranking in the NFC East from 1 to 4? Uh, well, I, I'm going to be honest with you. The NFC East, the Cowboys, have got to be number one. I mean, you know, uh, uh, number two, I would I would probably say the Giants. I expect the Giants to uh, to really, really and truly, you know, what I'm saying, demonstrate that that hard in the trenches football that they normally are used to playing. You know, regardless of what their record looks like, every victory against them, 
you know what I'm saying, is a true test of your old line. You know, and then, you know, Washington, Philly, you know, Philly has been revitalized due to the play of Michael Vick, you know, and I wouldn't say that they're far behind New York, and I'll say this, because Michael Vick has been beating teams with his arms, and the legs is a last resort, and, and, and that's the way I feel like he should have played the whole time. And then, you know, you know everything else is, is, is just what it is, man. I mean, our division is still wide open for us to win. And, and knowing the, the coaching of Philadelphia and everything else, man, we, we got a shot at this thing. Now, where we'll rank in the whole NSC, <laughs> I yeah. can't say. It's still a whole <laughs> season to go. Well, you got to give it to the Bears. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they beat us. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you know. got to give it to the Bears. They're the best team playing right now. Well, the Bears are the real Huh? The Bears are the only undefeated team in the NFC right now. They That's did beat right. the Cowboys. You, you can't the take it away from the Bears. You cannot take that away from the Bears. They are 3-0, and and they played a hell of a game other night. Well, you know, I I, I appreciate the New Orleans Saints losing. I'm not going to lie. There's no need me being in I was like a personal Super Bowl victory. I work with so uh, many yeah. Saints fans. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, let them let them Saint fans enjoy themselves, man. They they they, they deserve it. Now let them hang well, on. They I mean, still Super Bowl. I mean, the, the Super Bowl is them. over. The Super Bowl is well, they still over. Chance to somebody beat them. Instead of chance to somebody beat them. It's over. No. Well, I'm gonna say this. My dad currently resides in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and about uh-huh. a year and a half ago, two years, I was down there. And there was absolutely no love for what the Cowboys had even performed and done. You know, we just, you know, just we we sit on park benches and watch tumbleweed go by all day. So I don't understand <laughs> that, man. I mean, you know, you your first Super Bowl trip, period. You know, hey, man, right. we got five under our belt. As, as, right. As, so what did you see, Kyle, on? Um on Sunday that you really like from the Cowboys? Do you think they bounce back after this bye week and, and get on the road? I had I had someone actually email or just send a Twitter in to our sports radio and said the Cowboys don't lose another game. Oh, yeah. They wow. don't. They won't. They won't lose wow. another game? They Man, I love wow. this talk. I love you this talk. Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm a realist. I'm a realist. You know, it. One thing I'll say about the Cowboys, and they are my team, when I support them one way, they have a strange way, or they've had a strange way these past three, four seasons of making a liar out of me. You know, That's I was right. Tony Romo's biggest supporter, and right. I just feel like, you know, you have to continue to improve each week. Now, I do not what expect you, what, Roy what you think to about have a Roy performance. I do not expect him to have a repeat performance. I just don't like that. I mean, right. you know, I don't either. Right, right. You know that 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 was needed. He stepped up and and earned some of that contract money that he has. But right. I mean, we gonna need some more help, man. We we established yeah. the run game, and as I mentioned, you know, last week we would not win without the run game, and that's what they got going, and that's what really set Roy Williams up and set up any other receivers that we have. I agree, man. Uh, that, you know, that was, that was terrible for that cornerback that looked silly over there on that island, you know. 
Because, yeah, you're supposed to be able to juke that man like that, but Roy Williams ain't supposed to juke you like that, though. And Roy Williams took full advantage of that down. boy. Well, you fell down. <laughs> well, you fell down. count. Slip his count. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I'm outnumbered like always, Rick and, and Rodney, uh, about the Cowboys. Uh, like I said, uh, I, I hold, you know, I, I, I see some improvement, but if, if the record already proved the Cowboys, we'll break your heart. So uh, y'all riding on the high now. I hope you call in when your heart's broke uh, because – I, the jury for me is still out on this Cowboy team. You know, it's just one win. It's one good day. Can they keep it up? What team's going to show up? You know what I mean? Uh, what is your kicker going to continue to hit field goals? Is Tony Romo going to, you know, wait till you start throwing interceptions? So uh, I, the jury for me is still out. I'm just being realistic. Uh, like I said, when y'all, hope y'all call in when they break your heart, too. Well, well, why I, I got you? Why I got you? Know, you why I got the call on the line from the uh, Icebreaker Hotline? Let me ask you a question. We we got into a little tangent conversation about who you would you rather have quarterback in your team. And I'm gonna ask you get your opinion. Would you rather have Romo back there with the ball, or would you rather have Mike Vick uh, with the ball quarterback in your team? You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I will say this. I will take Romo all day long. I've really? never been sold on Mike Vick. I like this man. I like I, I, this I've, dude. I've never been sold on him. It, the impact that he made was due to his legs and not his arms, and he's just now learning Three to be a quarterback. Touchdowns. Three touchdowns and ran for one. Consistency, man. Consistency. Do it some learning. more. Don't just do it now. Do it some more. He did too. Same thing we say about the Cowboys. Get out there and do it, man. All right, okay. We'll see. I mean, you, you know, uh, you, you have to think. You have to think that this guy has had time for his body to physically heal. Right. All that time off, right. and, and right. you know, just working out without the the physical wear and tear that his peers that came into the league when he did had to deal right. with. Then he comes back with this uh, humble attitude that I I must follow instructions. So he's playing with the level of focus that he's never had before. Right, and right. I just think that, you know, as the season progresses, you know, you will see the flaws of him come out. Because, I mean, Philadelphia, you know, I, I, he is a great fit for them. But, I mean, that NFC East, man, I, you know, let's just see what happens when they play the Giants, and then we'll talk. So you, so said, what you, you know, think about Romo? Say, you actually what you think about Romo? Romo, 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 Romo well, here's the thing. Michael, uh, uh, Michael Vick... I don't think has the stats that Tony Romo has. You know, he has his I own set of stats. He brought a style of play to the game. But Romo defeated a 7-0 Colts team when they were at the time being predicted to win it all. I mean, that's just phenomenal. I remember that. I remember that. That's just phenomenal. It, you know, I, I, it, it's truly something to be said that when you play behind Drew Bledsoe, you know what not to do when you come in the game. <laughs> well, let me that, well, let me ask you this. Now, Michael Vick is taking this team as far as the NFC Championship game. Uh, uh, Romo hasn't had that kind of success in the playoffs. He's had two. And let me tell you, my knock on Romo is every every quarterback to me has uh, some type of special moment, whether it's throwing a game with a touchdown, 
when it counts, a quarterback and a team to a victory, late game drive, some kind of heroic, something special about the quarterback that, that makes him a Super Bowl caliber quarterback to me. And every time Romo's had that chance to be that guy, he's let me down. Every time from uh, fumbling the snap, from fumbling the snap on the field goal to throwing an interception to coming Man, out and throwing a bunch of picks. They won putting up three points last year against the uh, Vikings right. when they counted right. in the playoffs. So I, I, I have right. to go with Michael Vick. Well, well, I, See, I know you can't go with Michael Vick just because, you know, he had that, that one run to the NFC Championship like that. You know, I mean, that's a that's a run, man. It's almost like playing dominoes, man. He went out there and he drew him a good hand three or four times in a row, man. It's not necessarily like that. You gotta you gotta do it consistently. You know, and you see Romo's body of work during the season and you have to believe that it's there. You just gotta get it. Romo still got a lot of growing to do. I agree. Well, Romo's you know, got a lot of growing you know, to do. You know, every every quarterback comes into his own at some point. It's just like Tony Romo, no nobody even talked about him until he had his chance to play. When Michael Vick took Atlanta to the playoff the next year, I think he ended up with the dog thing. He ended up missing a couple of years. I think this year, Michael Vick comes into his own, you know, as a quarterback. And I, I, I think, for what's said and done, that's, that's that this, year his numbers, his, this year his numbers is going to be probably better than he ever had before. And, uh, like, I agree with Rodney. Romo has a uh, big-time player, make big plays at big times. I hadn't seen that out of Romo. So uh, well, that's, well, that's, that's dangerous. He's okay. He's okay. One thing I would tell you about, you know, Michael Vick. That's that's real dangerous if that happens. You know, and I'm not right. saying that he can't do it, but at this point in both of their careers, you know, I'm taking Romo because I know what I, I feel like anyway. I know what I'm gonna get. I do get let down right. at times, but the thing that I right. give Michael Vick is some is something good for him. All those teams that Michael Vick has been on have been run-based teams. They've been defensive teams. And right now he's with a coach that takes care of quarterbacks. You know, he's got an advantage right now. You know, Michael Vick could go out there and do something special, but he's going to have to do that with some consistency before I would change my mind. When I got Romo, I know I'm getting 4,000, you know, every year. You know, I know I'm going to get, you know, my good share of touchdowns, you know, 18, 20, 22, 24. You know, I know what I'm going to get, and I know I'm going to get some interceptions too, though. You know, Romo's got some growing to do. Well, well, listen at this, though. Listen at this. You you talk about the mistakes that Tony Romo made. Not putting a snap together to kick a field goal is not throwing an interception. That's just a blumbering, nervous mistake that anybody could have made in in that position. Now I will say this. Now, now when you were the, the holder for the team, if your job has been to hold the ball since you've been on the team, you don't fumble the snap. Well, I'll say this. He could have very easily put a move on that defender and scored a touchdown, and he would have been regarded as a football hero. But he okay? didn't. That's the whole point. But he didn't. Now, I'll say this. Let me get yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me say this. Let me okay. say this. Sorry. There were a couple of plays where the field position determined the victor of the game, just due to poor, poor field position in a couple of those first seasons that Romo were playing. 
I think it was a direct result of drop passes by a receiver who was regarded as, as good but also led the league in drop passes. I mean, when you have a a, a, a third and nine or a third and seven down situation and your star receiver touches the ball that's in his hands and he drops it, I mean, come on, man, what you going to do, come out and run the ball on fourth down? you got to punt. And, and, and okay, a lot of those things were happening too, Romo. Okay, let me oh, let me use the example. Let me use the example of y'all. Take Warren Moon, for instance. One of the best quarterbacks in the league, threw for more yards, I mean careers everywhere. But he never won a Super Bowl. He will always be a good quarterback, he won't be a great quarterback because he hadn't won a Super Bowl. Tony Romo might have the numbers, but he has yet to win a Super Bowl. But until you win a Super Bowl, you know same way with Steve Young in San Francisco. Great quarterback. But all that passing, all the touchdowns, all the yardage didn't mean nothing until he won the Super Bowl. I put that same tag on Tony Romo. He's a great quarterback, okay. the numbers and all that. He, he hadn't won a Super Bowl. Warren Moon the same way. Put it on okay, Vic Tudor. I'll, I'll say Vic, this, though, okay? I, the same thing can be said about Peyton Manning. He only has one. Right. He, yeah, but he, he won only one. has one. He, he's won one. He's been there. The same thing can be away said about him. Michael Vick. Same thing can be said about Michael Vick. He hasn't won one. If Michael Vick so missed him, he was locked up in prison for two years. He had played for two years. He got a super bowl He got a super bowl I don't know what it was. They caught him. Yeah, they caught it. That's right. But do you understand what I'm saying? What, you know, Warren Moon, I thought, was the best quarterback I ever seen play. But he okay, what about Dan Marino, though? What that, about Dan Marino? Dan Marino, same he way. Now. He, he went now. Right, he, 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 like he, never, he never won a Super Bowl. He got all oh, kinds of great. numbers in no Super Bowl. Huh? He's great. I, I disagree with you about him being the best that you've ever seen. I mean, if you're going to give consideration to Warren Moon, how can you not mention Randall Cunningham? The original oh, Mr. Come on, Randall man. Cunningham. Come the on, Randall Cunningham is not. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't put Randall Cunningham up there with Warren Moon, man. Cunningham nah, was you a bad boy, but you can't put him can't up there. Warren Moon broke records in not just the NFL, but CFL, too. Right, but he never yeah, won but, two votes. Yeah, but Warren Moon was not the, you know, look at, okay, look at how Vic plays the game. I see Cunningham as where Michael Vick is trying to go. I That's see what right. I see. Right, right. I can right. see that. Well, give him time. You know, give him time. Uh, he'll, he'll get there. Uh, like you say, Tony Romo, Tony Romo, until he win a Super Bowl. Until he win, Tony Romo win a Super Bowl, he is not the, one of the top-rated quarterbacks to me. To me. <laughs> that is not fair. <laughs> That is that That's is right. not fair. That hurts That's my right. feelings yeah. that you say that because yeah, I bet sorry. you didn't say that about Peyton Manning. You can say that about twenty five starting quarterbacks in the league, man. Right, right, right. But look how many chances you had. Three years in a row. Drew Brees got his. He had been there three times. Tony Romo's been there three times on the verge. <laughs> <laughs> okay, when Drew Brees was out there in, in, San, in, in San Diego and they had that 14-2 and two season. Right. 
I mean, come on, man. 14 he went to New Orleans and got 14 in the backfield. He went and got one in New Orleans. He got one. He took a New Orleans team that ain't to a championship. Romo had picked the Cowboys not to a championship. He man, Drew Brees is something special. Drew Brees is a very special quarterback. You know, he played he played real good. I mean, even before the Super Bowl, you know, see, right. in my mind, you know, and, and people may think I'm crazy, but I would take Drew Brees over, over a Tom Brady. You know, and the reason why I say this is because Drew Brees had a chance to go down there and do it in San Diego, play really right. well, took his right. ball, right. and then he went to New Orleans and right. did that. You know, did it again. He's always played with different offensive coordinators, except when he got down there with the Saints, uh, with Sean Payton. He's always had different coordinators. Um, Tom Brady's been in one system. He's always been a system quarterback to me. You know, when Tom Brady goes out, Matt Castle comes in, and the system keeps going. And it's the same thing. Now, you preach it to the The choir. I'm not a big Tom Brady brand. I think he is the ultimate System quarterback, as you said, no, I, no, I no, no. He's, he's, he's good, but I'm don't, not. Don't, and, and, don't y'all, and y'all not gonna do wrong. And y'all not gonna like this, but I'm not. I'm not sold on Drew Brees as of yet. I'm not yeah. sold on Drew Brees. The man, the oh, man no. had his own. Yeah, not sold on he Drew Brees. Not sold on Drew Brees. He had his own. He had his own arm taken off and reconnected when he left San Diego. Y'all got to Y'all forgot that, didn't you? The man. They say he was out of football. He had a, uh, a new offer on. He well, had a new offer on. Which another I, I mean, and won a Super Bowl. Now, now, you guys, you guys, I don't know what you guys have had to drink, but I wish you would box me up and nail me <laughs> a, a bottle of it. But Tom but Brady got, is the saying. greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Anybody can step in there 
Uh-huh. And you know, Tom Brady such a valuable player, boy, and a guy up the street can step in there and win 11 wins? Boy, I started at high school, man. Tell me something. Since high school, I'm telling you, man, it's the system. Now, I'm not taking nothing away from uh, Tom Brady being great. Tom Brady is great. You know, the boy runs. His, he, he gets out there and he, he makes the right choices. He does the things that he's supposed to do, and he does it well. You know, Tom Brady is good. I'm just saying, Derek, I think he's overrated. I don't think he's this, you know, the greatest that's ever played. You know, a person like me, I would take Peyton Manning. Well, Peyton Manning's been in one system, too. He runs the system. Peyton Manning is the system. He runs it. Peyton Manning, they don't even need an offensive coordinator. Peyton Manning Peyton Manning can't handle a 3-4 defense. So so he's he's rendered... He's rendered ineffective. I mean, every time he ran into a legitimate, solid defense, was it the Steelers or was it the Patriots? But he couldn't handle it. The same teams everybody else in the league had problems with. The NFL. That's true. I think Drew Brees threw 50 touchdowns one year, didn't he? I'm not mistaken. Randy Moss gave him 26. Randy Moss had half of, and, over and half. John, and John Brady did too, right? Right? Who had, who had 50 touchdowns? Can't take that away from him. John Brady threw yeah. 50 touchdowns in the season. Oh, yeah. If he, that ain't crazy. Again, once he got that, that superstar, one of the best uh, receivers to ever play the game out there, at, you know, then he was able to do that. Randy Moss gave okay, him 25 guys. by himself. I'll say this. I'll say this. In addition, look at the, look at what he had in the backfield. He had a washed right. up Corey Diller, but he right, never yeah. had he a true legitimate star running, running back, back behind him consistently. Oh, yeah. Now Troy, oh, yeah. he had him in Right. Right. You can go down the list and you'll see the running backs right. that they had to block for him. But who does he That's have right. blocking for him? Somebody that he doesn't know. I'm going to tell you something. I played tailback, and one of the most important things it was for me to do outside of getting that ball was to block whoever it wow. was coming That's in. Right. Now, now how, right. can, how can you focus like that when you don't even know the, the, the offensive awareness right. of your tailback? That's right. Are you trying to tell me that Tom Brady is, is better than Troy Eggman? Yes. Ah. No, sir. No, sir. And and, and to to answer your question, it's easy for him to know his tailbacks because it's a system. He knows what's going to happen, man. He knows. Not to mention the boy probably watched watched film at halftime, too. Of course he's doing that. Now, don't don't forget, they ain't won a Super Bowl since they got caught cheating. They ain't won a Super Bowl since they got caught cheating, man. Come on, come on, Ryan. That ain't one that ain't no Tom Brady. Tom Brady wasn't good. That ain't no Tom Brady. 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 That ain't no they didn't follow right. basic coaching principles, and they lost. Right. right. And you I know what? Throughout the whole season, they went undefeated to the Super Bowl, right. but the only thing they're ever going to be remembered by is losing in the Super Bowl. 
As the owners, oh, they're going to be driven by that magical that's, that's season right. that they had and the fact that they lost in the Super Bowl. The Patriots did did their thing, but I agree with you because they haven't won anything since the coach got caught cheating, and right. maybe there's some flaws in the system. You know, it's so what does Tony Romo want? Huh? What does Tony Romo want? Oh, this ain't about you. What is Tony Romo want for you? Tony Romo ain't want nothing for you. Tony <laughs> Romo gives me a chance, though. Tony Romo gives me a chance, though. All I need is a chance, and Tony Romo gives me that. You need chances in Vegas. You don't need no chances now. You need chances in Vegas. What is Tony Romo want for you? He gives me a chance, though. Like I say. He gave me a chance because the boy, he can do everything you need out there at the quarterback position. He can do it all. Break your heart. Only, the only break problem heart. with Tony Romo is, again, his best asset is, is, is the worst thing for him, you know, because he'll get out there and then something will just take over, and it's no telling what decision Tony Romo is going to make out there. Most of the time it's good, but I'm talking about, you know, situations when the ball bounced back 30 yards and you do whatever, make a spectacular play to gain two yards, you know, but you didn't lose that situation because you, you did something out there on the field. You know, getting out of that pocket and making those passes, Tony Romo gave me a chance, and I'm sorry. I'm now, you know what? I could, be, I could be honest yeah. with you. I can, I can keep Romo in my top ten. But I can name nine quarterbacks better than Romo right now in the NFL. Well, I'm, you're going to have a hard time with me disagreeing with you, not nine. <laughs> not nine. Nine quarterbacks no, that's, that's, better than Romo in the NFL that's, right now. That's, that's a stretch. I mean, I, I, I'll i say this. The problem with Romo is that he doesn't have a true deep threat. You, you know, Wait, when he gets Miles Austin. No, he got man, Miles Austin, Miles Austin. He got Dez, yeah, Miles Austin. Yeah. Now, 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 now watch what happens. When somebody steps up to the plate, defensive coordinators will begin to focus on that person to take him out of the equation. Now, I, I personally feel like I, I don't look for Miles to do anything half as great as what he did last year because he's the focal point. If you were a right, defensive right. coordinator, what would you say? Well, we have to focus on Roy Williams. No. That's right. You're going to say no. Witten and Miles Austin because Pat, Pat right. Creighton is gone, and you also right. have T.O. that's been gone. So right. there's, there's, there's no true established run game, so you don't even have to run an eight-man front. Right. What? I agree. Are you serious? You don't. Now, if y'all run a game. I understand what you're saying. I agree with what you're saying, but I, I just, I just can't. It's just something about Romo. He, the fact that he's let me down so much makes it so hard for me to go. I'm just used to. I'm used to. I want Aikman back there, man. I want. I want somebody that's gonna go out there and win me a Super Bowl. And I'm just well, that's, that's, about that. I'm just Hey, that's that's Louis the Thirteenth. Them those kind of quarterbacks right there got to stay up on the shelf, man. You don't get that too well, often. Aikman, Aikman was truly a pitcher, which is yeah. why we were able to win. Whenever if 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 he would have had to scramble at any, you know, I, I just feel like Aikman wouldn't have performed what he did. But you had Emmett and you had Moose and you had the greatest offensive line ever assembled, and you let that you let that pitcher put it right on the money each and every time. I mean, he had the highest accuracy. I think any 
quarterback uh, 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 that's ever played the game can possibly have as far as accuracy. And if you gave yeah, him time, I, he would just totally. pick your part. Agree totally. And, 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 well, well, that's Romo's problem. Romo's accuracy is off. And, and yeah. I can't figure out why. It's not okay, all. Well, it's, it's, it's spotty. It's spotty because he's got those moments. Because when you look at Tony Romo Sunday, was he off? He was out there doing his thing. Everything was pretty much on the money. Now, you're never going to be 100% with it, but everything was where the receivers could catch it, though. You know, Tony Romo is real spotty, you know, and, and in my opinion, it's more of the good side of the spottiness than the bad side. That's why I would roll with him, and in a case like Michael Vick, I think it's the other way around. You got a person like Definitely. Troy Aikman. If he had to run the ball, I don't think Troy Aikman would have been, been good like that. I don't think that. At all. I, re- I, I recall one play when Troy Aikman was running on a quarterback sneak, and he just fell all on his own. He he wasn't even hit. He just pulled a, a muscle in his leg. And, and the thing about Vic is Vic is known for throwing wounded ducks. Oh, man. They just go I'm in talking him. about sh- shoot them. As soon as they go up in there, pow, bang it to water. <laughs> okay, let me well, get you guys' opinion before we wrap up the show. Let me get you guys' opinion. We had a real good conversation about quarterbacks. That could be a whole show right there. And I'm going to give you my nine quarterbacks that are better in Romo next week. I mean, uh, Thursday show. I'm going to name you nine quarterbacks that are better in Romo and why they're better. But I'm going to ask that's you their one's opinion. That's going to take you two days to research. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come up with nine. I guarantee you I'm going to come up with nine. And I want to ask you guys, get y'all opinion. I'm going to get y'all opinion real quick. Now, let me know, what do you think is the best 3-0 and team in the NFL? Uh, of course, you got the Chicago Bears on 3-0 and team in the NFC. But you also have another three and O team, the Pittsburgh Steelers without Ben Roethlisberger, and you got the Kansas City Chiefs three and O. And the Chiefs have beat some teams. They beat the Forty ers They beat the uh, Chargers. So they they not no joke. You can't take them lightly if they three and O. So let me know what y'all think is the best three and O team: the Bears, the Chiefs, or the Steelers. Well, that, that's easy for me. You know, uh, you you got yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs. You got the <laughs> you got the Kansas City Chiefs that you know did beat a San Diego team that maybe that San Diego team is overrated. You know who knows? I don't know. They could be in the same. You know they starting out just like the 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 Cowboys are. You know San Diego should have been a lot playing a lot better. You know and I think Kansas City caught them off. Maybe you know Kansas City's got to do it a whole lot more. You know Chicago. I just think Chicago is too you know, one-sided, you know, in their predominantly defense, just like the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I think the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense is more consistent and they're a whole lot better. You know, I'm going to have to roll with the Pittsburgh Steelers on that one. They are beating people, you know, with some good offensive plays, but they stop people. People don't want to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. When they score on the Pittsburgh Steelers, they still scared Boys, crowbars, and bats all out there, man. I, I'm going to have to roll with the Steelers on that one. What do you think about that, uh, Paolo? I can keep it simple. Uh, I'm going to have to say Bears, Bears, Bears. First of all, who is Kansas City? They haven't proven anything. San Francisco beat the team, a New Orleans team that is marked. I knew they were going to lose this week. They had no Reggie Bush. 
when you have someone right. with the speed right. in, in any right. receiver coming out of right. the backfield, right. that just right. totally drastically hurts your defensive yeah. game. Oh, yeah. So it, they haven't learned to adjust that totally, but I think they got it now. And when Bush comes back, you can just rest assured that there will be show to pass dropped on him and he might go back out. Um, oh, yeah. You know, and, and then personally, the Steelers, I mean, you know, you don't have Roethlisberger. That is the, that is the heart of the team. I mean, you've had changes right. in, 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 in coaching All staff, right. uh, personnel. I'm, I'm not sold. You know, I'm not sold. It's just week three. Now, Roethlisberger does come count. back after – he comes back week five. So he does come back week five. But from what you've seen up at this point, you think that the Bears are the better 3-0 team? Of course, they need the Cowboys. To go, and, and the Cowboys are, you know, <laughs> tough. Why well, I don't know that's going to come out. Now, what do you say, okay, Royce? Kyle, you think the best I'm, 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 I'm going to go with the Bears. The, Bears, the only problem the Bears ever had is not having a quarterback. Now that they have Jay Cutler, he has seen them mature. I got to give it to the Chicago Bears. I mean, that Levy, Levy's always been a defensive guy, so the defense is always going to be solid. But Chicago's only problem was they lacked the quarterback. Now that they have a quarterback, I think they're, going to, I think they're the real deal. I'm going to have to say the Steelers, man. Cowboys. I have to say the Steelers. And the reason why I say the Steelers is because <laughs> they've, won that, they've won the first two games purely on defense. They didn't even allow a touchdown the first two games. And in this third game, uh, the, the offense finally came alive. Charlie Batch kind of uh, wheeled them. And Charlie Batch is a good, a good backup, probably one of the best backups in the league, period because he's had a lot of time to play with that team, build that team for a long time. But I'm going to have to give it to the Steelers because any time your defense can win you some games and you don't have your best player out there on the field, now mind you, they ain't got no Santonio Holmes. He's not there. They've got, no, uh, they've got no running game to really speak of. They're not really rushing the ball good. But this defense, man, is killing them. The defense is winning games. The defense wins Championships. I'm going to have to go to the well, right, right, right now, with yeah, the defense can only win. Defense can only win so many games. And one thing, one criticism about Ben Rothenberg, the reason why they have one, they hadn't thrown that many interceptions. Ben Rothenberg is prone to interceptions. He hadn't played. He hadn't been playing. I don't look for him to come back, you know, 100%. You know, it's going to take him a while to get in the game. And he has always been their downfall and their savior. So, Ben has been the savior and the downfall of that team, and they have won because he hadn't been in there. But Bats played a good game. Dixon played a good game. And you watch. When Ben come back, Ben is not going to be a He hadn't played. So do you really expect the offense to keep going the way they're going when Ben comes back? If, if they can win without him, they can win with him. That's where I feel. If they can win yeah, without man, him, they can hold win okay. with him. Okay. They won Let's two see. Super Bowls with him. So I don't see why they can't win a couple of games with them now. So they lost right, games what's with the, him. What's the, what's the over and under, you know, on on boys jumping on the bandwagon? The, the, it, oh, I right. think that's the over and under is week eight. He <laughs> <laughs> said week eight. I think we. I, I think it's going to be a playoff game. Before I jump on the Cowboys bandwagon, they have to be playing in the Super Bowl. That'd be the only. I'd be the cheerleader. I'd be the biggest cheerleader out there. I'd, I'd set up me a booth in front of the stadium. 
I mean, the running back, the running back, Frank Gore is nice. You know, they have a nice, um, they have a solid receiver in Crabtree, and the tight end is pretty good too. You know, uh, but you know, still, you know, you gotta have, you got all those weapons, but you gotta be able to get the ball to them. Now we want to let all the people, uh, we gotta let all the people listening know real quick. This is gonna be a extended show. Uh, the show will still be going on, so you guys don't tune off. We're gonna go a little bit past eleven today. Because we got another call on the phone, and we got somebody else that thinks that Tom Brady is the best to ever do it. Now, call him once you state your case. Hey, man. Brady all hey. day long, Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> Must be Chris. Got to be Chris. He's a, he's a, he's a uh, Patriots fan. Oh, he is. Number one Patriots fan, man. Foxborough, Bill and Check all day long. Now we were talking so about now, somebody. Now you got another call on the line right now. He says that Brady is one of the best to ever do it. Do you think the same way? I think the same I, I, way. Absolutely, best to ever do it, man. I mean, you have to look at the proof. You cannot deny me in the quarterbacks that he is not one of the better quarterbacks at Grace the Field. I got to agree. Yeah. I mean, Peyton Manning is, you know, he is one of the better quarterbacks that's played. I mean, uh, uh, Tom Brady is one of the better quarterbacks to play the game. You know, he is. But, you know, there's a lot of them, you know. Still, we went back to that system situation and we talked about, you know, them uh, cheating. You know, he ain't been out there doing a whole lot of winning. He's been getting them He ain't been out there killing it like that. Look at Tom Brady's winning percentage. You got to look at that, too. His winning percentage, it, it, him and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's high. It's high. It's, it's probably the second highest under Peyton Manning. Look at the so Patriots. You can't take that away percent. from him. Yeah, that's what I, the, and that's I, Tom Brady. I, I, let, let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. I remember the game that, that the, the Patriots won, and, and I believe it may have been the last year that they won the Super Bowl, but basically they played. Uh, Peyton Manning in game one. And I never forget Adrian James fumbled that ball and they lost, but I watched how Peyton Manning came out. I mean, I mean, uh, how Tom Brady came out and imitating everything that Peyton Manning did. Now, I'll say this. You know, you talk about a system about, you know, them cheating. But I'm telling you, you when you take receivers that pretty much have no name and you put the ball in their hands and you go, the only time I think they cheated for them or it could be debated is the game, you know, in the playoffs where they came from 0-5 to win. I think it was the first year. Right. Right. Now, that was questionable. Right. They talk about the calls, right. but that's sports, though. Right. But right. nevertheless, right. you come back and you do it, and then you have the season that you have. Now, if, if they were cheating, I know they didn't cheat them, them 15 other victories that they got after right. the incident <laughs> happened. Thank you. Please explain. Say that one more time so everybody listening can hear. Hold on, wait a minute. Like I said, like I said, they haven't won. They haven't won a Super Bowl since they got caught cheating. That's it. That's incredibly easy. And they got caught that one time, you know. But it could have been countless times, and we all know that ain't the only time they did that. We don't know how long they've been doing that. What we do know is since they've been caught, since they've been caught, I look at it like this. I mean, I look at it like this. After all the controversy and everything got out, and everybody wanted to call it what they wanted to call it, everybody got their got they 
that bowel movement in because, you know, it's like like buttholes. Everybody got one. Everybody got their opinion out of what was going on. That next year they came back and whooped on everybody, basically, and got back to the to get back to the big game. And don't nobody still want to give them their credit. They lost. I mean, come on. They lost. But I'm saying, but, but to, what, to, what extent, to what extent, so, okay, so if they win the Super Bowl, are you going to have the same argument? Am I going to hear the same thing? Well, they cheated to get that one. Well, well, so you mean to tell me? You mean to tell me if I if I stole some of my young years or what have you, that makes me a thief for life? In the history of football, and, and, and there has point, never been and a And at what point do you forgive and forget and let it move on and let them be just a good team? At what point do you let go? And I'm asking you. Well, but, but, but listen, Chris, this is what I'm saying. In the history of football. I have never seen a play where a guy catches the ball on his helmet after the quarterback has torn away from a pile like that. That does right. not happen. That is I know. Is, it's just some old miraculous catch out of the blue. As I'm well, it happened, it. man, but it happened. That's okay. the whole point. Hey, it happened. You have to it, win a Super Bowl. That, that is what you call a visual ever recorded on film and tape miracle that cannot be duplicated, planned for. (laughs) And if that's what it takes to beat a 16-0 team, then then I don't think that that's losing at all. Right. No, exactly, exactly. But I'm saying to what extent I'm asking the the shows, because this 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 is a this is a personal thing with him and this team, you know. And to to what extent are they going to measure up to you, RF, that they are going to be rid of this cheating scandal, suppose? Because I mean that was years ago, man. It'll take them winning the Super Bowl, honestly, for me to say. Oh, say in your opinion. And put, please put on your opinion behind that. In my opinion, they were taking them winning the Super Bowl because they haven't won one. And, and Brady is overrated. He's a system quarterback. He didn't do nothing different than Matt Castle done besides winning the Super Bowl. Matt Castle stepped in and took the team to 11 wins. He's a system quarterback, period. He might be the best assistant, best system quarterback of all time, but he's a no, system no, no, no. quarterback. no. Now, now he's one of the better quarterbacks to grace the field in one of the best systems to ever be in, implemented into the game. Amen. Amen. You're, you're preaching you know what, now. You know what, Chris? You know what it's going to take to convince your, the host that John uh, Brady is who he is, is when they beat the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl, then I think he'll right. be convinced that John Brady is the greatest quarterback they ever played. I think that's what it's going to take. They're whooping the Cowboys, but in the Super Bowl, which we know would have sure, never sure. happened. Dallas ain't going I mean, basically, the Super Bowl. basically, basically, we we play off contenders every year. Everybody knows Brady's gonna put up his numbers. We we play every year. We're an all-around team, man. We he's one of the better quarterbacks to grace the field. You can put him pretty much in anybody's system, and he'll still still maintain his level of play. But then you look at Belichick's system where it's so efficient, where he has all these moving parts and pieces. He's basically, I look at him almost like a military mechanic. Military mechanic, they got minimal supplies, and they work with what they got to get to where they need to be and do what they have to do. 
They take a Humvee that's been blown up, they use them parts, and they take some other parts, and they make that work and make that happen, just like over there overseas. And I feel like the same way, same analysis. That's how Belichick works. You know, Brady got hurt, but that's how he coached. You have coaches that don't do that. You have coaches that it takes them almost a half a season or, you know, however many games to fit into the system and make it work with this quarterback who they just, you know, you just have another quarterback. He's basically another another body on the payroll. He another check. Because if you get in there, you're going to have to change your whole game plan in order to make it work and make it efficient versus Belichick where you have all these moving parts and you just put one in and, and let it go. He has people that are no, right, it's no names, and makes them into stars, basically, man. Makes them into well, stars. I mean, I'll, I'll say this. I, 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 this is what I'll say. You know, you, you, the comment was made, and I know this is kind of changing gears a little bit, but the comment was made earlier that I don't know if you heard or not was, you know, about how, you know, when you run into the Vikings and you get shut down, you know, about Romo, because I believe that Romo has the potential to do all of these things and more if his mental focus would, would just be there. But you, you look at a 14-2 uh, Minnesota team, you look at a team that goes, you know, w- uh, you know, without a loss, and all of those teams still don't compare to the nothingness that Tom Brady had to work with. The nothingness. Uh, I mean, what, who was there? What's the made system, you guys man? Like you that's that's what I'm trying real... to tell you. That's, that's more proof that it's a system. It's a system and not the, and not the player. That's, that's more proof for you right there. But at what point makes him a great player already? I mean, you can't, you can't basically say, okay, you, you basically you, you tip the cat. I mean, it's like he, he can't be the greatest quarterback because he's in one of the greatest systems that ever worked. But then, you know, well, what, it's the same thing well, on the foot. It's a double-edged sword with you. What, what, so you're saying that every other team shot. that operates right now has no system in place. No, I'm not saying that. that I'm just saying what, I'm, I'm just saying you watch here. quarterbacks like you watch quarterbacks like Peyton Manning. You watch quarterbacks that go out that Peyton Manning, for instance, because that's that's the only other player I can say is hands down better than Tom Brady. You take a guy hey, man, like Peyton Manning. You take a guy hey, like Peyton Manning that goes out there already. and calls and and basically does the offensive coordinator job for him. I mean, I mean he ain't no way, ain't no way that everybody's going to take the same road to get to a Super Bowl ring. You can't sit there and say that. I mean, that's just, that's, that's, that's crazy. You can't sit there and right say that. Peyton Manning wins a bowl, how he can ever win a bowl. However that may be done and ever the, the whole organization of the coach can get that done, so however they, they work to get that done. Brady and them have a system. They try to work and get that done. Same way as if, okay, so you you as a Lakers fan and as a Kobe Bryant fan, you telling me that the same system the Lakers use to win to win the championship is going to be the same system that Boston uses to win the championship? No, but what I'm saying is if what I'm saying is if you took Tom Brady out of the equation, the team would still right. win. That's what I'm no, saying. They wouldn't be as in. 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 They
Right. To get pictures in there that makes the system work. Regardless, right, right. man, whoever out of there. Right. Every team has a system. Every team. It just it's planned to make the system work. We all have to agree to disagree, as far as I'm concerned. Right. All right. Well, well, man, I'll take it. Say, man, anti time, man, come on, man, stop it, man. Well, well go back stop to Jimmy it. Johnson, right? Now, this man put a system in place that Jerry Jones still think is running like that. And, and, right. and that's the truth of the matter. He still right. think he still got that system in place. That's why I have my beef with Jerry. But Jimmy Johnson came in and basically had a team that could have won five or six Super Bowls in a row. Right. You right. Know? And, 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 and to me, when you take a picture, a picture, Troy Aikman would be, according to what you're saying, the, the, the greatest system quarterback of all time because there was no running. Tom Brady will right. take that ball and he'll, and right. he'll, and he'll run you over, really. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, I, I saw him on 60 Minutes after he had won the third Super Bowl, and the man was, you know, he was saying, I don't know why I'm still playing. All he cared about was the team. And every commercial that he did, he would not do a commercial if a solo artist if his lineman wasn't right. in there. Now, that's right. love. That, now, that doesn't yeah, seem like somebody that doesn't care about the every movement, which. And, and, and really, who who is responsible for buying him the time to complete the passes? I mean, who is Dion Branch, man? This man won yeah. a vehicle in the Super Bowl because Tom Brady put the ball on the money. Now, yeah. now, if, if Romo could just have the accuracy and the and the confidence of Tom Brady, oh man, we would win seven yeah. Super Bowls straight. Yeah. That's right. Well, I, agree. I agree. I agree. But, it, but I agree. It, it, it's been a good show, y'all. I'm going to let everyone go. We we definitely ran long today, but it was a good show, and we'll get into some more topics and everything else. Let's no, thank everybody for coming in. Thursday night. Thursday night. I'm praying for life, man. All right. Patriots. Go Patriots. <laughs> All right. And thank y'all for tuning in our sports radio show. We'll see you guys Thursday. Go Cowboys. <laughs> go Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> go Cowboys. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.